this is John Bailey, the epic voice of Honest Trailers, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. It's a fangirls podcast with five-ish people. The tangents and squee will continue. Squee. And this is going to continue all the way to episode 344 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. And I am the maze controller. And I have complete authority over this game. (laughs) Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So glad. Joyce, let's start off like a doer with the virtual table and see who joins us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I do know how I got here. (laughs) I do remember how I got here. (laughs) Well, that's good. Some of us. Did you like my overdramatic acting there? I, yeah, I figured mm-hmm. I should just join in with the other overdramatic acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're you know we're we're gonna we're gonna get into it, folks. Today, it's yeah. this yeah. one. It's gonna get it with both barrels. Halloween alert. is this weekend, so you know we had to. Uh, <laughs> we had to, but we'll get to that. Uh, First we, up, we don't we don't do slasher horror movies, so we we have to do you know terrible acting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. well let's 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 do the news before. Yeah, I, and I really, finish. we only have one piece of news. It's ten o'clock news, but the again the serendipity of this is eerie when you think about it. Yeah, considering whose film we're going to be talking about, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a Tom Hanks film. And it just so happens that his co-star from Bosom Buddies, Peter Scolari, mm-hmm. has passed away at the age of 66. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> obviously, he was on Bosom Buddies. Uh, mm-hmm. He was also in New Heart. Yes. Among other things. Uh, so. Uh, but, uh, yeah. He's been, he'd been uh, dealing, fighting cancer the last couple of years so um and then um bob newhart uh made a, a a statement the article says he was a frequent golf partner with bob newhart <laughs> apparently that's why bob bob newhart is still kicking playing golf um oh, that fresh air and sunshine yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, but uh, good old Bob said, uh, I knew that Peter was sick, but his death still comes as a great shock. Newhart said in the statement, we were friends and colleagues for over 40 years. Julia, Duffy, and Peter as a vacuous, 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 vacuous. Okay, that's not a word I've ever used in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> it's good on you, Bob. Highfalutin $50 words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're an essential part of the success of Newhart. In life, he was a fantastic person, and it was a joy to work together. He will be sorely missed, and his passing at 66 is much too early, which is very, very true. 
up. So, but yeah, just the eerie serendipity there was just like, um, universe, hello? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. thank you. Right? So, but uh, that's really it for the news, actually. So, uh, everybody's getting geared up for Halloween and the holiday season. Holiday. Yeah, yeah, the holiday season and all yeah. that. So. Like, I know Doctor Who, they posted a short little clip earlier today of the first episode, but I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I so, doubt it really spoils anything, but at this point, it's like, oh, I just saved Doctor Who for this weekend, actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Of course, Marvel is pushing Eternals, which comes out uh, next week and the next week. Mm -hmm. so. Woo, my hello. November, you're coming very yep. quickly. <laughs> and apparently uh -huh. Dune is being very well received, which is exciting. I still haven't seen it, but we're going to make I've plans. I've never seen any of it. I've never read the books. So uh, I, I read the books some time ago during in grad school and it it's a it's a good one. Like there are people who are like, this is their their big, you know, entrance into sci fi. And it is it is a really good book and I've only read the first one, and there's like a slew of sequels and prequels and in betweenquels. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. Frank Herbert's kind of one of the the granddaddies of 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 sci-fi, and it it is it is a good one. But yeah, it is very very dense. You think Lord of the Rings is a mm -hmm. is a dense book? Oh boy! Yeah, I'm <laughs> like I've got my copy of Dune sitting in front of me and I'm in like mm -hmm. chapter three and I don't know how many times I've kind of gone back to the appendix <laughs> yeah. for, for the terminology of the Imperium just like okay from the context I think this is what it means am I right okay yes sir way off mark <laughs> yeah so but no I mean as far as like world building and stuff it is it is amazing it's just mm -hmm. it, reading the book is not for the faint of heart <laughs> no Yeah, maybe at some point we'll have to review like the nineteen the eighties the, the movie with Kyle McLaughlin, which has its and own charm. Sting and Sir Patrick and Stewart. Yes, <laughs> it, it has it has its charm, and uh, it's mm -hmm. like it, it tells a really great story for like the first half, and then like the second, then like the rest of the story is like, and we're gonna we're gonna just gloss over it with this montage, all this really important stuff and character, because holy crap, we spent the first two hours just you know world building, which is important, but it's like mm -hmm. it's like oh you were you were doing really well, and then it's just like and we fast forward through all this other stuff. It's like yeah. okay, guys. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, from what I understand with this one that they've they've kind of figured out kind of like they did with Lord of the Rings like it's multiple books yeah. it should be built multiple movies yeah <laughs> although, although this one they split the first book into two movies which I I hope I you know the fact they haven't even worked on the sequel yet is a little um unsettling but I mm -hmm. all all signs point to it will get a sequel it's just not the problem is like did you guys keep everybody on contract did you uh yeah. you know all that all that uh, the logistics of it so we'll see yeah, but. yeah i mean some some have marvel movie commitments some have uh Star yeah Wars that, that's that's the thing is just it's like you know you you, you, could, you could sign your actors to multiple movie contracts 
But as far as the timing is concerned, because yeah, yeah cause and, it's and like, because it's like you know, Zendaya was... is kind of a you know she's becoming kind of a big star, and yeah, she's tied to the mm-hmm. MCU, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and also this one was delayed because of the the, the everything the thing that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, so that that's another issue. So we'll see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. I just hope this one didn't get screwed because of the thing. <laughs> yeah. But we'll hopefully see, not yeah. anyway I'm, yeah but all, all accounts it sounds like it's it's doing well so that's that's good to know cool anyway Blue. Oh. all right so moving on to feedback got some feedback from shalane of course number one feedback giver Uh, (laughs) which we appreciate yes um and she's uh of course talking about monsters inc um in pixar as we did last week uh she says did you girls know that the director of monsters inc and other pixar films pete doctor is now the chairman of pixar animation studios i think i knew that and just forgot Yes. Somebody is. had to take after take over after Lester got the boot, so yeah. But yeah, it's Pete Doctors in there now. Yep. And um yeah, she says, yeah, she loves Monsters Inc. too. She loves Boo, aka Mary, even though we never officially got Boo's name, but everyone just she's says her yeah, name. Is Mary. I, I feel like it's a you know, one of the creators said, Yeah, that's that's her real name. Yeah, I mean somewhere. that's also the name of the girl that did the voice too. Mm-hmm. So may just been easier that way uh, <laughs> for her to respond and just be like Mary. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, things, yeah. yeah, and then you know we talked about the the cast uh, both for Monsters Inc. and Monsters University, and now you know they have like Nathan Fillion and you know all these crazy people. Uh, really well known um, you know obviously we got Billy Crystal John Goodman and Monsters Inc but you know Pixar's got a lot of big names in most of their movies like Tom Hanks hello mm-hmm. uh, you know Owen Wilson <laughs> Ka-chow. Uh, Ka-chow. Uh, Amy Poehler Tina Fey Jamie Foxx and Soul so um, yeah and she says she has done the Monsters, Inc. attraction at Disney World when she went, the Monsters, Inc. laugh floor. Um, and she says, yes, Luca is the most recent Pixar film, which I still need to watch. Um, here. Yeah, because it was supposed to be in theaters, ended up on Disney+. Plus. They ended up getting released the week, like the weekend I was on vacation, and it's just one of those where it's like, like, put it on the list, I'll get to it eventually. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the next Pixar upcoming Pixar movie is called Turning Red, and it's going to be in theaters, hopefully. Yeah, supposedly. (laughs) As of this moment. Yeah, well, it it seems like the studios are more like on on Monday, October twenty fifth at eight thirty one Eastern Standard Time. It is still supposed to be in theaters. (laughs) Yeah, I think after the whole Scarlett Johansson thing, they're like, "Eh, we better put these in, in. Theaters and yeah. theater exclusively because yeah we won't go down yeah. that rabbit hole but that definitely yeah. is a thing mm-hmm. things happen and mm-hmm. yeah there's there's 
their stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then that's it for Shalane's feedback. So thank you, Shalane. Yes, thank you for the feedback. Yes. So, and speaking of Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what? we'll get to Tom Hanks here shortly. So yeah we're gonna yes. we're gonna do a bit of a context history lesson here first yes. um one because context is important and two yes. we're gonna get the depressing stuff out of the way first so first uh -huh. up heads up for our listeners that may be listening with little ones you know yeah. riding around the car from mm -hmm. here on out probably not the best for little ears yeah <laughs> oh Be yeah yeah. Not, and not not necessarily because of the the content we'll be quoting and talking about, but just because of the uh, reaction from some of us. Yeah. Well, uh, I I was saying that more actually for the content, but yeah, there will well, be some yes. based on our reactions. <laughs> yeah. I take no responsibility. Well, I should take responsibility for the words yeah. coming but out the, of my I mouth mean, from this, here on out. The, the real life stuff is yeah. pretty. Yeah. It is, it is yeah. intense, and, and yeah. which, which, which not cool. The fact, the fact no. that they made a movie based on these things makes me even more livid. Yeah, because yes. yeah. Well, we'll yeah. Get they took that. advantage. They took advantage of a very serious, serious thing. Things, but in this mm -hmm. case, one very specific thing. There were a lot of serious things happening at this during the early eighties. Um, yeah, which we'll touch on some of it, but. Mostly, we're just going to touch on this one specific aspect, mm -hmm. but yeah, it is it is a serious topic, um, and kind of makes me glad that I was not alive for the start of this, and when then would have been way too little to understand if, what the heck yeah. was going on anyway. If, but if you, if you going into the nineties, though, I still yeah. remember some of the spillover for this though mm -hmm. if you think the media is is exploitative and you know ghoulish and you know take any any tragedy anything you think that they're exploitative and and clickbaity and all that now this was probably where it well no i don't want to say that this is where it's all started but they've been doing this for Oh yeah, they've been doing this yeah. for a long time. This, this, mm -hmm. no. this ain't nothing new. But yeah. no. let's get into it before yeah. I punch somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nobody in this room, so it'd probably be me. Yeah. Don't punch yourself. She's channeling, she's channeling her inner Elliot Spencer. This could get dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay, anyway, so let's let's, let's 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 turn on the, anyway. the way back machine mm -hmm. here, folks. Yeah. So, by the we're, way, we're, we're reviewing what mazes and monsters. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, but we'll but get we're, into the review in a moment. Yes. Yep. Okay. So, turn the way back machine a bit um, to the late sixties, early seventies, and you know, I'm going to try to stick with the facts, just the mm -hmm. facts that we know. I'm going to try not to let my personal opinions color this but this is really frustrating uh as someone uh -huh. who's a fan <laughs> of a lot of these things that can't have come under scrutiny um yes. so uh but the um the late 60s early 70s in the united states the country was kind of going through a tumultuous time after the death uh -huh. of jfk you know and uh 
you know, having such a young president and landing on the moon and all, you know, all these amazing things that were happening during the mid, you know, early to mid 60s, you know, all this, uh, you know, the, the country was still kind of on a, you know, positive upswing um, until, in my opinion, probably the Vietnam War. Yeah. Started to turn mm -hmm. things the other direction. Um, and us being involved in, v in the Vietnam War caused a lot of strife <laughs> in mm -hmm. the United States. Yeah. Um, it was a very, very um, polarizing event and caused a lot of discourse, for mm -hmm. lack of a better term. Polarizing discourse. I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Gee, where have you heard this before? <laughs> yeah, and in general, like as far as like media was concerned, um, we were starting to see a shift. Not so much in the '60s, but yeah, it, it you know as rock and roll as we know it, um, you know, with like the British invasion and the, the Beatles and starting into the hippie culture and everything and film. Um, you know, the early '60s by then, the Hayes Code. The production code was no longer a thing, but Hollywood was still struggling to get out of that mindset as far mm -hmm. as their productions. By the time you get to the late 60s, early 70s, you see a big shift um, in what people were willing to put on film, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, both for better or for worse. Um, which, you know, once we get to that in on gold standard, that's going to be a really interesting discussion. Uh, some of those early 70s movies. Um, and of course, you know, 1969, you have the Manson family murders of Sharon Tate, mm -hmm. among other things. Uh, so, you know, people are like, ah! you know, hippies and counterculture. Oh, my God. Um, and, um, you know, thankfully by early 70s for better or for worse uh richard nixon does pull the united states out of the vietnam war um it takes a couple years <laughs> to do it uh mm -hmm. but we eventually do pull out of the vietnam war just in time for nixon to resign because uh, of the watergate sure. scandal which that's again going to be an interesting discussion when we get to that part in our billy joel uh lyrics <laughs> mm -hmm. um, at the same time in 1973, a little company called TSR was founded by a gentleman yep. named Gary Gygax, along with some of his friends who mm -hmm. um, were huge fans of war games, war, like war strategy games, which we still see those now. Like if you go to Gen Con, you can always in the one hall there's always large you know the big folding tables covered with like the 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 like three-dimensional maps with like the rivers and the trees and all mm -hmm. the things and you got your yeah. little armies and there you know little cannons and think, stuff think risk mm -hmm. but on steroids yes exactly um, those were really big in like the 50s and the 60s and actually in some places were legitimately used as training exercises for people in the military mm -hmm. um so those were actually fairly common. But Gary Gygax and his friends uh, wanted to uh, be more inventive uh, mm -hmm. because you can only do so much when you're playing the, the Napoleonic Wars. Right. Um, 
you know, it's like you're either Napoleon or the other side. Yeah. And I mean, you know. especially like historical <laughs> ones, you're kind of like, well, you know, history, these are, these are the facts. I mean, you can kind of play fast and loose with some of the details because where we get historical fiction but right. for the setting and things you're kind of this, this when is you're playing you a game it's yeah. it, it can make things a little monotonous and not nearly as fun so yeah. they're like mm-hmm. you know they were like we can make this way change, more fun. Yeah. yeah like we want to change things up. things up have you know expand so that we have more opportunities to be more creative so they started including things like wizards and you know more fantastical and and elves and types type things different Um, kinds of magic yeah so that eventually turned into dungeons and dragons um which they realized that they were onto something but could not find anybody to publish their materials for them um so they ended up founding tsr in 1973 um to self-publish um and they did fairly well all things considering being so considering they were self-publishing and like self like building everything and again <laughs> and they'd sell pre, like us you know several yeah. thousand at the start which is mm-hmm. not bad and, and remember having pre, to do everything by hand pre-internet yeah. they didn't have kickstarter they didn't have right. you know any of the things that yeah that game developers they were, have they were now. just a couple of guys in 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 late geneva you know just hanging mm-hmm. out uh and they're like hey let's market this and sell it and yes. you know mm-hmm. don't and quit your, was, day, your day job just yet but yeah this, this, yep. this, could, this could go somewhere. Let's see. Yeah. So, you know, they were developing a little bit of a following, decent enough that they were selling copies and they're like, okay, this is this is cool. So let's let's roll with this. Um so, you know, words get, you know, words slowly getting out. You know, people mm-hmm. are, are starting to play, join, you know, create clubs, you know, getting together to a friendly local game shop or hobby shop really i think there were more hobby shops back then than game shops like now yeah they um, they didn't really didn't have a gaming culture as we know it so there wouldn't have been yeah. game stores but yeah hobby shops were were definitely a, a big thing back yeah. in the day so that's yeah. that's kind of where it started yeah. so well gary gygax and in his and his pals you know tim cask all those other guys um are you know busy hand cranking out copies of D, you know first uh-huh. edition uh yeah <laughs> um over on the uh you know nixon has resigned uh you know we've pulled out of vietnam uh but there's still turmoil politically and socially and stuff and um there is the, the two things that on the surface if you didn't know had a connection it's not a direct connection but have a connection to each other you would be like okay those are just two things that happen to happen in the same year um uh-huh. but as we get into this you'll re- you'll well you'll see that the, in any weird twisted kind of way that they are connected so in 1979 jerry falwell senior founds the moral majority which was uh and still is a uh right-wing political whatever you want to call it It, it's more it's not a it's not a pack but no it's kind of like a pack yeah it was kind of (laughs) more like they were like a like a 
what's the word I'm looking for? It like it's kind yeah. of like a group that's like okay. I mean, they 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 want to... lobbyists. Yeah, and they were like <laughs> trying the to word. be like, okay, you know, all these these there are certain things that are happening in the culture that mm-hmm. you know we we kind of want to say in what in what's going on, mm-hmm. and it, and you know it started out like okay, you know, you know we want to kind of kind of have have a voice have a way to sort of guide the new gen the younger generation what's going on and then it just went crazy like mm. stupid crazy yeah and, you know i, I mean because I, yeah, I, I, I mean the the moral majority among you know they were one of the bit like they're they're lobbyists you know they're they're right. an action group they're you know yeah and they were a it's, big big part of the reason why ronald reagan ended up getting elected two years yeah. later i mean and they they i mean there's still stuff like that it doesn't matter what political party or what where, where you swing politically there are yeah. groups like this mm-hmm. all over the place yeah there's all there's so, always going to be you know one you know one or two groups that just can have the you know have the mm-hmm. biggest bullhorn uh you're screaming the loudest going hey pay attention to us you right know. right now These right are, now it's yeah. lunatics on twitter yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh so um but um also in 1979 a uh college student at uh michigan state right i think Uh, so uh, yeah yeah i was in Michigan. michigan yeah um i never yeah, I always get Michigan State and University of Michigan. Like, which one's which? Um, <laughs> Better not say that out loud. Michigan Michigan people get really cranky about that. Oh, yes. No. Tr- trust a fellow Wisconsinite who's accidentally made that mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh-uh. Um, no, it was Michigan State. Uni- yeah, it was Michigan State University. Uh, so, yay, I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill her, people. Hey, go whatever their mascot is. I know they're what not they? Wolverines, they're the other ones. Spartans, I think. Spartans, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember they're green. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so this Michigan State University student named James Dallas Egbert the Third, who we're just going to call Dallas from here on out, because that yeah. is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. But Dallas um, disappears from campus with like seemingly no trace of him um so um which you know a college student disappearing even back in the late 70s i don't know if that necessarily would have been headline news per se because you know you know, college students they you know it's the yeah. first time away from home more than likely so they're you know they're they're testing the world and you know all those things but i mean it, it's dallas, harder to notice but maybe not you know national headlines right mm-hmm. dallas on the other hand um was notable for a couple of reasons second of first of all um he was 16 mm-hmm. and at college. A, a college yeah. student he graduated high school at like 14 he was like this uber genius um like just you know ridiculously smart uh so graduated high school really early got into college um uh so you know that made him kind of stand out a little enough as it is 
Um, so when he goes missing, his parents, um, you know, obviously are concerned. Um, so uh, they um, end up calling a private investigator named uh, William Deer. Mm-hmm. Um, who was a PI in Texas, um, but he happened to be friends with Dallas's uncle. Um, uh, so um, they he got in talk, he got in contact with Mr. Deer, who in in turn got in contact with Dallas's parents, and they explained. Um, you know, he's been missing, like he was last seen on like August 15th. It's now August 22nd. So it's been a whole week. Usually I think in general, somebody has to be missing for like 24 hours or something Mm -hmm. like that for it to be, uh, you know, a concern for the police. I don't know if that's the case. That's the way they portray it on TV. Uh, So (laughs) everything, both of my parents were cops, but I know nothing about the police force because my dad was a traffic cop. So I can tell you all about getting (laughs) writing people tickets. But that's about it. Uh, so, um, so anyway, yeah, they, so this, yeah, they they have to be missing for a certain amount four, of time. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it depends on your state, but it's like twenty four to forty eight hours, right? Or they'll they'll start looking. Yeah, I think. It's, yeah, I so think, don't quote me it, on that. But yeah, so uh, it, Mr. Deer, you know, flies off to Michigan State University in his private jet. BTW. Yeah, this you have mm-hmm. to know this about Texas private investigator, Mr. William C. Deer. This guy was like BPI, like mm-hmm. had was really, really successful, at least you know, monetarily enough, uh, successful enough for people to pay him for him to have his own jet. Uh, so flies off to Michigan to you know start his investigation. And uh, I'm sure does a lot of the things you would expect, you know, talk to professors, talk to, I don't know if he had a roommate or not, but, you know, probably talk to other people that lived on the same floor or in the same hallway as him, you know, in the dorms, that sort of thing. Um, But one thing that Mr. Deer, like, zeroed in on really quickly and really just kind of sparked his interest in, in something that he thought would be possibly, you know, possibly relevant uh, to Dallas's disappearance was the fact that Dallas was an avid player of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh-huh. And supposedly he played with some other students on campus. They'd been seen running around the steam tunnels underneath the buildings when we hear the term steam tunnel that sounds like you know something like you know running around in like a freddy krueger movie you know just Mm -hmm. like you know steam constantly billowing out of like pipes so you can't see where you're going and everything no they were just like utility dungeon yeah Yeah. it's it's a ventilation system yeah Mm -hmm. well it's like the utilidors underneath the magic kingdom So it's not nearly anything like out of a horror film. They're just concrete corridors yeah. that the steam pipes that help heat the buildings because this campus is super old. Run it's like it, it's like the, the college I went to, you know, what the business building, which isn't there anymore, but when, when I was there, they you know they had a, a sign up there that said 
uh, yeah, this building has a fallout shelter and it you know has the radiation symbol and and all that stuff. I don't know if anyone went down there to you know play you know could go larping down there or anything, but I kind of wouldn't put it put it past anybody to do right. that. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, in, in theory, kids. it sounds like it could be really fun, mm-hmm. but when you when you actually like see images of what these steam tunnels look like you're like oh that's not nearly as exciting as it's what you could there's like probably spiders and stuff down there well yeah i mean i'm sure there probably is but it's not like it's not not like you're being chased by like the predator or something you know right there's no alligators or anything down there no (laughs) especially not in michigan (laughs) just florida maybe yeah (laughs) That is possible. Florida, definitely. Uh, although they don't have they, they don't have a, they don't have underground stuff in Florida, so yeah, yeah, that that's just called that's just called the swamp. Yeah, yep. you're underground. <laughs> Florida. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so for for whatever reason, they're just honed in on this Dungeons and Dragons thing. He didn't even know what it was. Oh, is gosh. the thing and he but he, so he had to do the research he had to end up talking to some other um players he ended up paying this kid to let him come and like play a game and apparently mm-hmm. he was very disappointed when they actually when he played like like we played for the last <laughs> year where they sat around a table with dice and pieces of paper and pencils he was very disappointed that it wasn't he, more he nefarious was, looking. He he was hoping that they were like gonna you know draw a pentagram on the on the ground and summon yeah, put on dark robes the, and yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. So, but even even with even without you know his experience playing D and D being as sensational as he had it, it was in his head. Um. He still went with it. He was convinced that Dallas had been playing D&D, had a psychological break, suddenly couldn't tell fantasy from reality, and took off into these steam tunnels and was dead somewhere underneath the ground of Michigan State University. Granted, they searched all the steam tunnels and didn't find anything. Uh, yeah, but he was I still mean, convinced. <laughs> okay, you know, just just kind of from the sound of it, and you know, knowing how D and D actually works and how D and D players actually are, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, are you sure that the PI wasn't the you know wasn't the one with the psychological episode? <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, seriously? Yeah, who's the one? That did, who's who's out of touch with reality here? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I put a link to it in the show notes, um, just as an aside. It's a review from a, a YouTuber. Uh, I don't know if, if who if people have heard of him. His name is Spoonie. He's not quite as active as he used to be, but years and years ago, he was kind of the uh, the reviewer of D and D and pop culture sorts of mm-hmm. things on the internet. And he did a review of Mazes and Monsters, and he actually talked about it's like really like the guys I play D and D with, they're nerds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, what do you expect? Yeah, and it's just sort of yeah. So yeah. one of the one of the video, on yeah, one of the videos that I watched on on YouTube, like the the top comment in the in the comments was from some person who's like, yeah, when I started playing D and D back in the day with my friends, a friend of my mom, 
uh, was like, aren't you concerned about these boys, uh, you know, you know, harming themselves or getting into something they shouldn't? And apparently this guy's mom was like, the only thing that they're going to encounter is not being able to get a date. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I mean, back in the day, you talk, you talk to guys, you talk to people who've been, it's mostly guys. Let's be honest here. Yes. Uh, there were, there were some ladies who did, but not yeah. as many, but not, not as many as there are now. Um, yeah. It was just, it was the nerdy, geeky guys who just, you know, didn't this is their thing and this is what mm -hmm. you know but you know there was a time and bless them for it they that they were bullied and picked on and didn't get the dates and they didn't you know and they they, they didn't have a social life but they loved imagination they loved to play you know they loved to game and nowadays those kind of guys they're the ones that are writing sci-fi and fantasy and making bank doing so yes and it's like it's like what you know why is this a problem i mean mm -hmm. to, to us it sounds ludicrous and even back then it was ridiculous like like you said you're, you're the the you know the, the, the commenter you you talked about it's like the only thing they're in danger of is not getting a date mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah maybe they get paper cuts flipping through the maps or yeah mm -hmm. I mean, maybe they'll get an atomic breaking your pencil and not having a way to sharpen it yeah <laughs> i mean maybe at school they'll get you know the the, the the bully jock or whoever will give him an atomic wedgie. Yeah. Just for just for because like uh -huh, you geek. Yeah. You're you're playing that stupid geeky game. <laughs> but yeah, it's like really guys. I mean yeah. yeah. So anyway. So this this kid, this this college yeah. kid, he disappears. Yes, and, and um, the Mister Deer uh, apparently, even after this, even after all of this ends and the way it concludes, and we'll get to that. Um, mm -hmm. Apparently, this guy is really known for loving the the media no. and being essentially uh, an attention whore from. The, the media so as soon as he gets like this little gets you know he's like a dog but he's like one of those tiny little dogs that's gotten himself a big old bone and uh -huh. just does not want to let go of it you know you've all seen it like little chihuahua it's got a bone that's oh, yeah. way mm -hmm. too big oh, yeah. for it it's way uh -huh. over its head but it's got yep. it so it's not uh -huh. gonna let it go this is the way yep. this private investigator was so immediately he starts talking to the media and of course, oh, thanks to the other things going on, they take off with it, and it spreads like wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we call, in the 80s especially, the satanic panic. And this uh -huh. is where, this is, this is yeah. the roots of, you know, you know. Oh, you know, video. You know, later, video games are violent, and it's going to cause us all to be serial killers. Metal music Heck, is yep. is violent; it's going to cause mm -hmm. us all to be serial killers. Yeah, this you know, was you know, this this was one aspect of the satanic panic. Yeah, there's bigger mm -hmm. parts of the satanic panic yeah, that there, are not there are, relevant this to this is... that we're not going to mm -hmm. get into. I will have among yeah. the other five thousand links that will be in the show notes. <laughs> um there are several that are not just specific to 
the Dallas case, but just the satanic panic as a whole, Mm -hmm. but also covers this as part of it. So if you want to go down that rabbit hole and find out more about the satanic panic as a whole, just again, it's dark. Like this is, this gets dark, but the, the, the major part of the satanic panic that really took over like the headlines, most of the headlines and was covered for like years and years and years. It is, it is at the same time so mind-boggling that people would believe mm-hmm. this crap. Well, I, and I mean, second and of all, yeah, that people's lives were destroyed because mm-hmm. of some of this stuff. Like, the, like there's a whole thing with like this poor people, you know, these people who had a daycare in California that ended up, one guy ended up in in jail for like four years before he ever even got tried. He was just, you know, he wasn't allowed to be put on a bail because he was considered a threat to society because they were supposedly doing like satanic sacrifices with these kids at these daycares, and like flying them to Mexico to have them pumped full of drugs. Like how, how is that even possible? Your kids at daycare for like four hours. And these people supposedly had time to like fly their kids to Mexico, pump them full of drugs and then send them back, bring them back in time for their parents to pick them up. Like logically just, it does not make sense. It is so freaking frustrating and so disgusting at the same time, the things that people would believe. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, talking to people like, like Jared, um, he, he plays D and D with a group of, of guys that some of them, some of them have been playing since before he was born, which would have been, around this time in the 80s and and i you know i've talked to writer buddies of jared's i've talked to other people and they're just like yeah it was so ridiculous and yeah. i mean in a in a you know and i'm from utah we have a very heavily religious culture here mm-hmm. but even then it's like i mean i mean people are like shocked that there are so many lds people who were into D, like isn't that like satanic or whatever you know which kind of fuels some of the some of the propaganda that we're not christian but that's another story but it's just kind of like well no it's it's imagination it's a story it's for fun i mean mm-hmm. you know our our you know my our, my religion you know we don't drink we don't like you know drugs partying that kind of stuff we're not into that we we don't we just don't do that but you know we got to have our fun somehow so we so we play board games we play D and have ice cream <laughs> it's like it's like wow guys you really think that it's just it's just laughable quite frankly nowadays i mean i mean i do drink but the rest yeah. of that still sounds just like a good time to me yeah <laughs> and it's it's just sort of i mean it, yeah i mean that's a, that's kind of the joke around here it's like well you know you don't drink you don't smoke you don't do any of this so it's like so you know utah's the most nerdy state or you know in, in some studies or some polls or whatever it's all like comic-con is such yeah, a big convention it's, a, yeah, it's like we've all been doing this you know there's there's been like there were there were larp um larp groups down in provo around byu years and years ago before there was ever a convention and now evermore park it's like a big larp theme park <laughs> down there <laughs> so it's like you know i i hear all this <coughs> Of you know, D and D leads to Satanism and it's to the occult, and I'm just like, huh? <laughs> or, you know, reading Harry Potter, you know, means you're gonna start worshiping Satan. I'm like, did you guys ever read The Wizard of Oz? Right. Or mm-hmm. Narnia, or Tolkien, mm-hmm. or 
yeah. any other fantasy from years and years ago. It's like, you know, fantasy and wizards is not a brand new thing. No, it's just not. because, you know, you're playing a game where your character ostensibly is a wizard. It's like, yeah, it's made up. We're rolling dice. I mean, there's, I mean, there, there's, there's the stupid D and D stories where, where a guy kept attacking a gazebo because he didn't know it was a gazebo. Mm-hmm. It's all those funny D and D stories that are like, you know, it's just, it's silly. It's fun, but it's harmless fun. But yeah, you know, there's certain groups, certain, and like you said, the media, they take this and run with it. They're like, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. And anytime mm-hmm. there is tragedy or something, you know, since that they can sensationalize and they've been doing it for years. I mean, I know just in the last 10, 20 years, we, we complain about clickbait on the internet, but the media journalism has been doing clickbait since before clicking was even a thing. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you know this pi started talking to the media and the media was just salivating over it because it involves a young kid who's off on his own he disappears and oh he's playing this new weird game that involves you know demons and wizards and all these things oh there must be something there and if not well it's going to get their parents to turn on the news and ratings Mm -hmm. that's how this works guys anyone who thinks the news is objective is lying to themselves and this is a prime example of Mm -hmm. why and how i know this also i've worked in journalism that's just how it is yes i have opinions about this by the way yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway so yeah it's just it's stupid it's ridiculous it's kids having fun but you know some some awful little scold has to come us wrong and say you are having fun wrong and this is why and you're all gonna die and you know what it's still happening now not necessarily from any kind of moral majority standpoint but again go on twitter go on social media even among the geek culture you've got all these geeks telling each other they're having fun wrong and this is why and it has nothing to do with religion nothing to do with satanism just someone being grumpy and wanting to shame everybody because they're miserable thus everyone else has to be miserable too Mm -hmm. (sighs) there's my rant (laughs) only because i ran out of breath yeah (laughs) well there'll still be opportunities to oh i know i know give me give give me a few minutes i'll catch my breath and i'll be back yeah no i mean those are the same thoughts the same thoughts i've had while going down this this research rabbit hole um so TLDR, because again, there's going to be a crap ton of links in the in the show notes. So you can you can read these articles and watch these YouTube videos and and the like, and listen to these other podcasts that you know talk hey, about the pace, the pace hate, yourself so. because you're going to be like you're going to want to you know yeah. just bring somebody's <laughs> um, neck. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but TLDR, Dallas was fine. Well, as fine as he could be. Uh, yeah yeah mr deer ended up getting a phone call from him you know like a month or two after the investigation started letting him know that yes he was alive he was in louisiana and it it turned out that what happened was he went to go kill himself because he had left a suicide note oh he tried Mm -hmm. to kill himself failed freaked out because his plan didn't work mm-hmm. and just decided to run away. 
and he ended up in Louisiana, um, like couch surfing, apparently, mm-hmm. um, and didn't even realize that, you know, people gave a crap that he was gone. Um, and uh, it wasn't, I guess, until like the news of his disappearance got to where he was that, you know, he calls up this private investigator and is like, yeah, no, I'm alive, um, but don't tell anybody. You know, I, I want to be alone. And the private investigator is like, you know, okay, well, sure, kid, you know, if that's what you want, even though the kid's 16, I don't think, you mm-hmm. know, I wouldn't think he had legal, de- you know, any recourse for that sort of thing even if he was in college he was still 16 but right yeah you know, whatever um so um yeah I, I guess at some point he did get reunited with his parents but then took off again he tried he had another suicide attempt that that failed took off again and um a year later in 1980 um, he was, I guess, back in Louisiana again and um, had gotten a job at a oil field or a coal mine or, or something, you know, some blue collar type job, worked for like three days and then did successfully kill himself um, a year after all of this happened. Um, so un- unfortunately, Dallas's story does not end well. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, Dungeons and Dragons had absolutely nothing to do with his disappearance and his subsequent suicide a year later. The kid was under immense pressure being this child genius. So he was mm-hmm. living up to a lot of expectations. Being 16 and in college, yeah. you know, yeah. it's got to be tough. Mm-hmm. Regardless well, of any other expectations that yeah. might be on you, I mean, yeah. he's, he's going to be stand out from his other mm-hmm. classmates because i mean he's barely old enough to have his driver's license mm-hmm. like he's he's, he's let alone do anything else that college students do yeah. to have right. you know kind of have the college's experience he's you know he's not even old enough to vote yeah. <laughs> it's it's just it's just kind of like this this idea that's like oh and i think i think you know we're of the generation that you know we kind of got that uh and i, I know i know i felt it um you know oh you're super smart so you're gonna go to college and you're gonna be amazing and do all these great awesome things and then you don't and then you know it doesn't live up to your expectations or you Mm -hmm. feel like you failed and it's Mm -hmm. it's it's hard I mean even even when you're an adult like you're in college and you know you're you know when you're older I mean I can't imagine being 16 I mean I I was a goofball at 16. I mean, yeah, I did good in school and all that kind of stuff, but I I wouldn't have done well in college. I, even though I was no. looking forward to it at the time, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, you know, the, the pressure that gets to these, these high-achieving kids, and it's, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know the guy. I don't know his home situation. All I'm speaking to is I've been there that, 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 person that does really well in school and there's all mm-hmm. this expectation like oh you're gonna go do and do these all amazing things and you're gonna go to college and have your life set out for you no it doesn't work that way but when you're okay. built up to have that expectation and when it doesn't get there and you don't you don't feel like you have a way to express like this is hard 
and you, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't feel like you can tell people like I'm having a hard time because you're supposed to have it all figured out because you're so stinking smart. Well, yeah, I get it. I get where the kid is coming from. And again, mm-hmm. has nothing. And he, you know, he probably played D and D to have it an out from that. It's like yeah. here, here are friends that, you know, they want to play this game with me. I enjoy it. It's something we can do together. And he, you know, maybe he has a support group for a time and whatever it was reason probably a good way for him to to make some friends being a 16 yeah. year old on a college campus yeah i mean, <laughs> I mean that's the thing about D D is and i've talked about this before with you know having having dm'd at the library and jared's done it like yeah the, the the program is intended for teens but we get adults and we get you know parents coming with their kids we get and and you like you all and Jared's Jared's group. There's some teenagers like you know, kids of the of the guys he plays with, who come and it's like it doesn't matter that there's this big age disparity. What matters is, you know, hey, you're you're playing the cleric. Can you heal me? Or you know, you know the spell fly and you can get over the thing to get the the artifact or whatever it is. Or you know resurrection. Hey, we're gonna you know use some of our gems to resurrect our our character. You know, this it's team building and it's like it, an age, your status in school, your status in anything else doesn't matter because mm-hmm. you're all playing a cooperative game together. And as mm-hmm. long as no one's being a jerk about certain things, yeah, then, you know, go have fun. Yep. And I think that's just the saddest thing ever. It's like this kid felt a lot of pressure from, you know, what was going on and just felt like that 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 was his only recourse and it's mm-hmm. it's all it's horrible yeah yeah it's very sad and unfortunately he was not the first nor the last um you know young person teenager uh to make headlines uh for un- unfortunately ending their own life um there was a uh, uh, mother uh, named Patricia Pulling um, and her son ended up uh, committing suicide like the year after Dallas did, I think. Um, and um, she and she ended up making headlines on purpose um, because she was absolutely convinced that Dungeons and Dragons was the reason her son had killed himself, even though when he died, supposedly his parents didn't even know he was playing the game. <sighs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she ended, up crea- she ended up creating a group called Bad. Remember, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like Mad and you know, some of those other groups, like, against drunk driving. She created mm-hmm. Bad, which was bothered against Dungeons and Dragons. Oh it went on, like, this whole campaign all over the media uh, or bothered about Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and the, the, be- the because, because yeah. her son had been playing this game that, according to her and her husband, they had no idea he was playing. Um, in the first place, but the last game he had played, supposedly his character had been cursed. And he was convinced that he was going to have to die. Huh? 
Yes. Hey, what now? Yeah. Because he'd been cursed and his soul now belonged to the person who cursed him. And the only way he would be free of said curse was to die or something like that. It, it's a little fuzzy. Um, well, when Because all they really the have is just like, you know, some of the stuff that he wrote down before he died. Um, so his character sheet, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but she went on this whole campaign thing and, uh, you know, there's a, a whole um, 60 minutes special from 1985 that the video itself is kind of crap, uh, but the audio is still good. So you can watch it. I'll have it linked in the show notes with her and her husband and their daughter, you know, the, the, the boy's sister, um, you know, talking with the, the 60 minutes reporter and then the 60 minutes reporter talking to, um, I want to say it's Gary Gygax at least for some of it um and and just like you know when i was a kid 60 minutes came on after tgif and it was just uh, kind of like i don't want to get off the couch right now (laughs) and so i would watch it and after and i and i hated doing that because i knew every time after i watched 60 minutes i would just i would just feel gross because you know, I just felt, and it doesn't matter what the, what the topic was or, you know, what, what was going on. I would just feel like, I, 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 I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't quite understand why I was feeling this way. But now as an adult, I look back and I'm like, I feel gross because they were, because that show was so exploitative and just so manipulative of mm-hmm. the quote unquote facts. Mm-hmm. And I hate that show. I hate it. And, and shows like it. It's like, it, you know, you, you you see the the interviewer, the journalist, just kind of sitting there looking concerned. But it, you just there's just something wrong about. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The like the I said, the the, the video, the, the image quality on this is not the best, but it's enough that you mm-hmm. can see, you know, the uh, uh, you know, the reporters enough <laughs> to be like, because uh, I don't think it's Gary Gygax that, that, that they actually posed this question to it. I don't remember if it was Tim Cask or one of the other the guys, um, but it was all like, you know, if you saw, because uh, by the time they did this interview, there had been like a dozen or maybe 14 um, notable, uh, you know, teenage all boys um, which again, I'm sure it's pure coincidence. It's just the demographic happens to be predominantly male mm-hmm. um, of teenage boys who were avid fans of playing Dungeons and Dragons who ended up committing suicide. And well, this reporter is all like, you know, if, if you saw these statistics, wouldn't that cause you concern? And, you know, the guy from TSR was all like, well, yeah, it could be, but I'd want some scientific mm-hmm. research done. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is this is the other thing. I mean, there has been it's like causation done. does you know correlation does not yeah. equal causation. No, exactly. Now, there, and there there has been research done about you know suicides and and things like that of you know you know boys and men who attempt suicide are more likely to to be successful. 
and mm-hmm. you know for for whatever reason and it you know and i don't want to get into that because that's not the, the purpose of our podcast right now mm-hmm. you know the reasons why but there but that is that is scientific fact and it has nothing to do with D or, or video mm-hmm. games or anything else it's just men and boys who attempt suicide are more likely likely to be successful than women or girls it just is Mm-hmm. and and you can look up this the you can look up the studies that they've done on it and it is tragic and horrible uh-huh. and it has not it likely i'm not gonna say it, it doesn't 100 percent, but it likely does not have anything to do with a game they're playing there's probably something else going on in their mm-hmm. life and it is short-sighted and actually harmful to assume that it is anything fr- as frivolous as a game that you're playing Right, right. That game could have been their release to help them. Yes. Yeah, they could have committed suicide a lot sooner if they had not played this game. For all we know. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And and honestly, and and again, going back to these studies, when you have a solid group of friends, you know, or you feel like you have a support group, you are less likely to commit suicide Mm -hmm. because you feel like you are part of a group, a family, a community, and maybe you're not getting that in your immediate family, but you get it from your group of friends and Mm -hmm. things like that. So it's like, there's more going on than just, Oh, they're playing this game where, you know, there's all these evil things because, because D and D by and large, it's about, you know, beating the bad guys conquering evil and exactly and all these, yes. these kinds of things yeah. and it's like nah there's there's something more yeah. going but on to hear here. this mom just you know just and, and, and she's not faking it's it's obvious that she is personally mm-hmm. convinced that what she's saying is the truth but you know she's talking about demons and you know other right, things I that will... i'm not going to say because we try to keep this you know, as family friendly as possible. I will, I will quote. You know, all sorts of awful things that you would equate with the, you know, the most gross, like, despicable people of the earth are I capable will, of doing. I will and quote what I'm, I have. I, yeah, and I'm over here just like, you know, I've, I'm sorry what happened to her family and her son and everything, but I'm like Gary Gygax and some of these other guys from TSR where I just have to chuckle because I'm like, you know, they're talking about, you know, there's this other guy in the 60 Minutes thing that I don't know who he's supposed to be. He's not like a parent or anything, but he's he's claiming that he's talked to like some parents who claim that they saw their son summon a Dungeons and Dragons demon into his room right before he killed himself. Press X to doubt. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, you know, they're just talking about how it's so violent and all these other things and i'm like yeah it's so violent let me tell them about that time that we destroyed a tub of goo mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it, it's gelatinous it, cube <laughs> yes right. it's i mean it's so evil is, yes <laughs> i i will i will i will base oh i'll paraphrase what some of my my D friends have, have been saying have said about this in the past it's like you know, maybe it's not the game that, that your kid is playing. Maybe it's sort of your attitude about it or, you know, what you're what, what you allow him or her to do. Or maybe it's that you don't take an interest in your child's, in, you know, what your child is, uh-huh. is interested in. You don't have to love it. You don't have to participate in it if you don't want to, although plenty of parents do. Uh-huh. But for the love of Pete, it's not... 
it's like there there are there are bigger issues than than what than what hobbies your your kid is into if if your child is you know suicidal or or any of this other stuff it's like what else what else is going on it's like all you're seeing is possible symptom you don't see a cause but you're conflating the symptom with the cause mm-hmm. and i'm sorry i may sound callous and and all this stuff but because you know things like this and not just D, but other things you know our geeky kind of kind of hobbies it, it's like i mean i i deal with depression i mostly anxiety but i've dealt with depression and i've kind of me too felt mm-hmm. some of those feelings before but it's like the fact that i have friends and even like you know even with 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 my husband we we do these things because we have i have things to look forward to and 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 stuff like that i that helped me get through some of the worst some of the worst episodes i've been part of and you know and and i I mean i i probably sound callous and 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 you know hard-hearted or whatever saying all this but the fact that you're blaming this on what happened to your child i kind of it's like no because these sort of things have helped me and helped people that i know Mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of offensive and and narrow-minded and frankly well one of one of the ladies you said was kind of seemed like an attention whore Mm-hmm. or the pi or whoever that was yeah yeah it's a t- you know they're they're looking for attention and the media is all too happy to give it to them mm-hmm. so all of this you know concern trolling or you know nowadays we call it you know the karens coming out to mm-hmm. you know i don't think you should be doing this well i think you should keep your fat nose in your own business lady <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i yeah it's like yeah, i don't I totally agree. It's like, I don't want to sound like I'm being callous by talking about, you know, how I'm laughing, you know, at these people's plight, because what happened to their families, you know, all of these kids, what's happened to them is is obviously horrible. I think part of it also comes from the fact that, you know, we're looking at this with a 40-year Right. you know lens same, and we know time. so much more about mental health and mental illness now yeah that we Although did at, not at, know at the time at the same time there are things happening now that are com- comparative to what happened then oh um, yeah i mean not yeah. not yeah. like in in the direct you know a direct one-to-one parallel but you know especially things like bullying on twitter cancel mm. culture just people treating each other like garbage all over the internet and i yep. just am kind of sitting here thinking like how much worse is it going to be in 20 years when we look back and think oh all those things you were tweeting at so and so or all those accusations that you put up because you because somebody made a, a tasteless joke 10 20 years prior and you ruined their life because of that gee what kind of consequences are we going to have because of all that crap that, mm-hmm. that these people have pulled. And it just, it infuriates me, but it also kind of shows me, you know, it, you know, people, humans are the same, no matter what decade you're talking about. And we may yeah. talk about, oh, we know so much more now. And we do about like mental health and things like that. But so many people don't act like it. And so many people just don't even care. And it it infuriates me, and at the same time, it just makes me want to kind of 
retreat from the world and go, you know, read a fantasy novel or play a video game or any of these number of things that you're blaming all of society's ills on when honestly you should be looking in the mirror because you're a because you're a piece of shit human being. And I said there was going to be naughty words, so <laughs> yeah, there. That's okay. If the words come out of Captain America's mouth, it's fine. <laughs> uh, he can, he can, he can, he can berate me for my language. All yes. <laughs> anyway, if so Steve that's... Rogers just said it in the MCU, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so that's... so that's where we're at at the early. 80s and meanwhile Gary Gygax and the other people at TSR are you know shaking their heads and also watching the money roll in mm-hmm. well, because yeah. of all this pub- publicity this is true and especially because kids are probably thinking like well if it if it pisses off my parents or you know the the, the more our moral betters I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it more because the more yeah. you try to ban something, the more demand you have for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or the yeah, more that, you say, there's hey, a, you can't do yeah. this. Ooh, let me. Hey. Yeah. Let me uh my middle fingers. They are a match <laughs> set. Let me show you them. <laughs> yeah. Let me uh I'll 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 read off some of this uh uh somebody's uh uh quotes from this uh article from Wired in 2008 after Gary Gygax died um, uh, uh, when um, Gary Gygax said um, at at one point he said somebody said they threw their copy of D&D into the fire and it screamed (laughs) we called Gygax he said it's a game the magic spells in it are as real as the gold try retiring on that stuff Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it was, you know, sort of like, you know, with Harry Potter back in the day, like J.K. Rowling's like, it's just, it's just Latin. (laughs) The spells is like, or, you know, you know, Latin or French or some of the, some other languages. It's like, it's, it's not gonna work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, even bad publicity can be good publicity, you know, in this case, because, TSR uh, saw sales of $16 million by 1982. Gagek says, we couldn't print that stuff fast enough. <laughs> Which by that point, they were not making stuff by hand. Uh, no, obviously. yeah, but at, at some point they were like, and eh, we're going to have a professional do all this stuff for us. Yeah, yeah. But they, so, but they wrote the, the scenarios and the, and the right. gameplay and the, the yeah. character stuff. Yeah. But um, part of the publicity, among all the other things, you know, the, 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 the stories, you know, from, you know, the, the, the Dallas thing, you know, the, uh, all the uh, campaigning by BADD and <laughs> all these other things. Um, all, and also, speaking of 1982, um, a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> this was not in theaters, folks. This was made no. for Sunday night movie night on CBS. All the emphasis is on the aired BS. On. This was on CBS. There was a movie loosely, I say very, very loosely based on the 
Dallas case called Mazes and Monsters, which we mentioned a little bit when we pulled Tom Hanks out of the hat. We pulled yeah. his name out of the hat. <laughs> and we realized then that we should probably do this movie. Um, the fact that it's turning 40 next year. Yeah. <laughs> also and appropriate. Happy Halloween, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Halloween is, is this weekend. Uh, although, this is not scary by any means. Just the title, Mazes and Monsters, and just the little, like, snippet description of it bound together by a desire to play mazes and monsters robbing his three college classmates decide to move the board game into the local legendary cavern that makes it sound like it's going to be kind of like a spooky type thing maybe not like a slasher film but still like like yeah goonies or something you know you're going out Uh, of the deadly dangerous caverns yeah indiana jones and the temple of doom you know that sort of thing no, this is a freaking after-school special that focuses more on the romance of the one girl in this group of friends and her mm-hmm. bound, you know, <laughs> going between one guy and the other guy. <laughs> there is hardly anything scary yeah. or violent. The music, the, the the song that they constantly use for this movie. It, it is so cheesy. I know. Like I was, I was watching. It the sounds beginning. more like this should be a romantic drama. Yes, uh-huh. like, like Jared. Jared was was in the room while I was watching the first little bit of it, and he's like, "This sounds like this is either from a romantic comedy or it could be like a a a, a montage, a song over a montage, like in Up, you know, when the couple's mm-hmm. growing old together. Like that mm-hmm. would be more appropriate. But this isn't a. This isn't for a movie about." you know, a, 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 a demon, demon possessed game that's going to totally kill, you know, going to destroy all these teenagers and turn them into devils or whatever. Yeah. If this was supposed to be a cautionary tale, it failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, like, like I said, I think I mentioned this earlier. It's like how, you know, knowing that this is loosely, well, okay. It's, it's based on a novel that is loosely yeah. based on, the the dallas the news articles the news articles mm-hmm. and like oh you know what if he which really were which did... were influenced by the private eye who we know was, was a complete moron so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I, I mean like he'd be played the game and was like oh this isn't that scary at all but i'm gonna run with this anyway because it's all i got but yeah, yeah so and i mean just i mean put aside the context and the historical whatever this is such a poorly, poorly done movie. I mean, the 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 writers need to like, you know, apologize to everyone from the executives who greenlit this thing to the directors and the cast and even the audience who sat through it because of how <laughs> badly it is if written. This is this how is you like, spent your Sunday night in nineteen eighty two. I am so sorry. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like. I mean, I think it just, I just kept thinking there were several years ago where Sony had this really bad, you know, data breach and, you know, their, some of their, their customers' information was, was, uh, was compromised and all these things. And then the little, the executives from Japan, like they had this, this press conference on stage and they were like apologizing profusely and bowing and just like saying, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. I'm like, that's what you guys need to do. <laughs> is you need to get up on stage and bow and apologize for and for 
several hours because this movie is crap. Yeah. So we've got we've got our, uh, it, there's a few supplemental characters, but who they are played by does not matter. Their names don't even matter. All you need to know. As there are these four, our four main characters, we have Robbie Wheeling, played by Tom Hanks. This is Tom's first movie role, not even a theater movie role. It's a made-for-TV movie role because this was Bosom Buddies. Again, going back to Bosom Buddies, had been canceled this same year <laughs> in 1982. So he's, he's looking for work. Yeah, so yeah. he doesn't even talk about this movie. Apparently, he does not even like acknowledge that he did this. I I rewatched. Um, he was on um, uh, crap. He was on uh, what's his face uh, from Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> no, the one the, the one who was on Doctor Who. Uh, oh, James Corden. James oh. Corden. He was on James Corden like six years ago, and did one of those like where they quickly go from uh, scene to scene to scene from different movies that an actor you know covering like. Their oh, career, no. and oh, no. I rewatched it just to see if maybe I got mentioned. No, <laughs> not at all. Oh, okay, that's yeah. good. I thought like he would have brought like like James Corden would have brought it up, and Tom Hanks would like given him the death stares. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind but of we don't expecting talk it. about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like who brought or like you know he walks off the stage. Yeah, with all of my internet research, I've not been able to find anything of Tom Hanks even talking about this so if it yeah, exists i, mean, I couldn't find it that must not be named yeah <laughs> yes I, you know and i kept i kept sitting there you know sitting there watching this and i'm like he won an academy award he won more than one didn't he i don't remember oh yeah but yeah like, he won back to back yeah it's like <laughs> you've won you've you've won oscars and this is yeah. how you got started. But that's well, not for you know, another 20 something years or yeah. Well, yeah, you know, 10 years. It, it's kind of heartening because it's like, if this is, you know, if, if you know, if Tom everybody's going to start somewhere. Yes. If he can start here and have this piece of garbage on his resume and then end up, you know, winning awards and, and all this stuff, then, you know, then when you, bye. you know, when, when you're a U.S. actor, at least, you know, in the UK, you know, you can get your start in like Shakespeare. Mm hmm. Or maybe, you know, if you're really needing work Coronation Street. (laughs) But, you know, when you're like an actor in the UK, you cut your teeth on things like Shakespeare. And and, theater. And that that sort of of thing. And theater. In the US, if you're an American actor, you either get your start on a soap opera, a made-for-TV movie, or a cheesy horror flick. Yep. And in this case, Tom Hanks went with the made-for-TV movie. So, Which was also a cheesy, trying to be a horror flick, but not really. Yeah, but not even close. <laughs> uh, although there, there were, I will say, there were a couple of funny lines. A couple, literally, just two, that uh, that I thought were, were, were notable. Is that at the beginning when you know, JJ goes into his room and his mom is just redecorated and she's like, and he hates it because it looks ha- awful. And yeah. And he's and she's like, I've seen sterile waiting rooms at hospitals that have more color. Yeah, and and she goes, my clients would give their eye teeth to have a a, have me decorate the room. And and he's like, your clients put their eye teeth in a glass every night. And I'm like, okay, Mm. that was legitimately funny. Yeah. And then the other one, the book, I was just like, oh, that's perfect. Like that's good. Okay, so (laughs) so you know, broken clocks and all that. 
And then the other line is later in the movie when Tom Hanks is is wandering around New York. He's in the subway. He thinks he's he's, he's the cleric, and you know, and he and he meets the 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 homeless guy in the subway, and and he's like, you know, I am. He's like, I am Pardue, uh, a holy, I am man. holy man, and he goes, I'm the I'm the king of France, and he goes, yeah. and he bows to him like <laughs> your Majesty. I'm like, okay, that part's funny too. Everything else, yeah. it's like it's all just talking, and yeah, really uh-huh. awkward talking. Like this is not how anybody talks. Or a montage. Or a montage. Yeah. Yes. Or you know they're you know spending twenty minutes cutting from Tom Hanks wandering around New York to the till the gang, you know driving aimlessly, and then yeah or, or you know running around the uh, World Trade Center. we'll get to we'll 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 get to that so well yeah but it's just i'm just saying this is what the movie is it's like they're either talking stupidly or they're wasting time running around doing nothing yeah and i was like this is so boring yeah Yeah. so but you you you, we need we need to know who these these four kids are so you got robbie Mm -hmm. who is uh new to this this college like grant university or something like that because he got kicked out he got kicked out of his old school because his grades got so bad because he was too busy playing mazes and monsters and well okay that is probably a a legitimate thing that could happen yeah and he's got he's got his parents hate each other his mom's an alcoholic and his dad can't can't stand his can't stand his mother uh his, his mom can't seem to stand his dad either so and the poor mm-hmm. guy's just oh, stuck in the back seat his parents are just out. sniping at each other and his dad's like oh you've been drinking again she's like i have to drink to get through the dad get through the day and robbie's in the back seat like uh turn right here dad mm-hmm. like i want to get out of here <laughs> just, this is our turn just please let me, let me open the car door and i'll try to time a roll <laughs> yeah like yeah you don't need to have to drive up all the way i'll just i'll just get out here it's okay yeah, yeah just throw my suitcase out I'll, and i'll, I'll, I'll just catch it yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm just like yeah no wonder no it's like i, I know where this is going yeah it's like, you're gonna he, blame he all had an older brother named mm-hmm. paul apparently named after his father called junior who three years ago on apparently hall's birthday is halloween and uh, <laughs> they were having a birthday party for him and uh hall ran away in the middle of the night after asking robbie for all of his money so that he could supposedly go to new york and then they've never seen or heard from him since well after meeting and his robbie parents still feels very guilty about it after meeting the kid the guy's parents <laughs> i could see why he ran away yeah, yeah, I mean, he's and never probably... was in contact with him again. Because as mm-hmm. much as he probably wanted to get in contact with his brother, that would probably mean getting in contact with his parents, which he probably wants to avoid. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. sort of like I'd want to. I'd run away too. Mm-hmm. So, and then you have uh, Wendy Crewson as Kate Finch, the, the one girl in our in our quartet, um, whose dad left. And uh-huh. abandoned her and her mother, and married apparently someone way younger, mm-hmm. um, who we never see, but we see her and her mom talking yeah. about it. This um, is this is all very tell don't show. Yes, which is why this movie's so boring. Yeah. And we learn that, and we learn that Kate doesn't have a very very good love life uh, because uh-huh. uh, she thinks that all boys are intimidated by her. Um, and therefore, and she feels like she has to act stupid, stupider than she really is. 
And yet all of the guys that we see her interact with, she is, they're not intimidated by her because we only yeah. see her interact with, you know, the D&D group or the yeah. M&M mm-hmm. group, I guess we should yeah. say. Yeah, it's and, Mises you know, and Monsters because Dungeons and Dragons is copywritten. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but yeah, so it's like, okay, so you tell us that all these guys are intimidated by you. And yet within like the first half hour of the movie, we see you dating somebody and getting mm-hmm. along with with the other two guys it's like mm, i don't it's like i don't think your problem is as bad as you as you're making it out to be yeah and then you've got david wallace as daniel who um his parents uh really want him to transfer from this apparently no-name university to mit mm-hmm. because that's more impressive because they really want him to be go, go on to become this like you know big shot computer engineer or something um and make lots and lots of money and he wants to design computer games which i find hilarious because because uh nowadays jobs in 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 video games you never see your family but you make a lot of money right but if you if you if there's other jobs you know a different kind of software writing job it's not quite as as uh, um stressful and you'll actually get to see your family. So I just mm-hmm. think that's hilarious. So they're like, we want you to be get into this more prestigious school and, and all this stuff. And you just want to write video games or you know, computer games. Ew. And I'm like, you you're good really money. You're at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you really don't know. You're, you're not framing this properly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and supposedly Daniel has a reputation on campus for being a ladies' man, yet we never <laughs> see him with any other women. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he, he makes it sound like he's got, he's got some hottie, you know, sitting on his lap. He's shacking he's up like every dice. five minutes. But, yeah. but he doesn't want to because he's so sensitive. He's such a sensitive soul, which I buy. Because that part we see, but the rest of it is just like, uh-huh, ladies, man, yeah. right. I mean, he, mm-hmm. for, for the time period, he is pretty, he is attractive. Yeah. They, yeah they, he's not they my play, type, but. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean. I, Blonde I hair, see. buff, tan. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sort it's of. That, the Ken doll stereotype. Yeah. If this mm-hmm. was a different show or different, you know, after school special, he would be the uh, he would be the the student body president or the yeah or the right. captain quarterback of the football team or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. As as my dad said, who you know he was a defensive lineman. He looks pretty enough to tackle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have uh, Chris Makepeace as JJ, who. Like they've taken like the Dallas thing, but then they've taken some aspects of Dallas and like split them among the group. Yep. So we've got Robbie, who's got the mental health issues, which will come into play mm-hmm. later. Yep. Um, but then JJ is the 16-year-old genius yes. at college who Where's... apparently really, really loves hats. Yes. I mean I mean Jared Jared kind of like explained it like or you know a theory like he can't control he can't even control his room but he can control his hat but then but then i watched uh, spoonie's review of this and it's funny in the spoonie review every time you see spoonie he's got a different hat on after this (laughs) and then later he's like i ran out of hats (laughs) he's not wearing one (laughs) jj really loves hats 
drives a scooter moped thing and has a bird named Merlin who doesn't mm-hmm. talk but does tell you birds don't talk. Yeah. I liked Merlin. Merlin was and Happy favorite. Halloween. And this yeah. JJ. <laughs> Merlin was the best part of this movie. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and then JJ uh doesn't his father's not in the picture either, but he's got his mom apparently is this big shot like interior designer and yeah. is if she's not constantly redecorating their apartments because they have like a New York, you know, fancy dancy apartment. Um and um yeah, when she's not busy redecorating their entire apartment on on just flights of fancy, she's off to the, you know, off to the latest, greatest restaurant that just opened that has rave reviews, apparently, so she could probably have her picture taken and show up at page six. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I with kinda, the elite jet set in New York. I have to wonder, it's like, if you're so great about, you know, interior decorating and all the rich and famous want to want your designs, why why are what are you doing wasting time decorating your own house? Shouldn't you be out decorating, you know, Beyonce's a place or something? Yeah. Or whoever was Madonna, I guess. Yeah. I don't know we never see Madonna. her again after the beginning of the movie. We see the apartment no. again, but we don't see her again after the we don't see any more of these parents except for Robbie's mom. Yes, we see her in the end. rest of this movie. <laughs> All, but, uh, that yeah. was all just establishing who these kids are and apparently how god-awful their home life is and that's why they all play mazes and monsters which again this is it, it's it's a better it's a better way to figure out your you know to figure out your problems than some things i could think of but no uh-huh. it's the it's the it's the game yeah. that's that's what the real problem is it's not that their parents are are screwed up or screwed these kids up or anything new yeah yeah, no. Like, so, I think your ASAP's yeah. broken. Yeah, so Robbie and JJ meet, um, and Robbie sees JJ's post in like the study hall or cafeteria or whatever, looking for a fourth player because uh, I guess their last player graduated or left or transferred or it something. Out. They they did they didn't want someone that would flunk out or freak out, and it's yeah. Like, that sounds yeah. ominous. I want to know what that story is. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, they talk and uh, JJ ends up inviting Robbie to a party he's having in his dorm later. Uh, so he shows up with a bottle of wine apparently from 1985, even though this was made in 1982. Well, it was 1987. But 1987. Yes. Anyway. The point stands. It's in the future. I, yeah, I had to I had to rewind that part. So like, wait a minute. I thought this yeah. was in... 1982 and then yeah you know, he's later, like there's a there's yeah, a calendar like, that says like november of 1982 that's just like are you a time traveler yeah because he's like 1982 or 1987 good you know good year and i'm like first of all jj you're 16 you're not supposed to be drinking wine anyway <laughs> this isn't germany uh second of all where did robbie get a bottle of wine in between that time he's on campus he doesn't have a car. <laughs> Where did he maybe, go get a bottle of wine? Maybe there's an on-campus liquor store. <laughs> maybe it's in the tunnels. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. 
hey, we make our own wine. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the, the, the frat, the frat down the road. I imagine this. I imagine steamy hot, uh, a steamy <laughs> hot location is probably the worst place to be making wine, uh, let alone storing it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I, 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 I kid. I, just, I kid, just drink but... it. But yeah, I know. Yeah, it's no, just you know, it's, it's these things where it's like they obviously just did not care whether this stuff actually made sense at all if if you've ever a continuity person they did not have there's so one. many just like little threads that you could just pull and just tear this movie completely yes. apart yeah and i mean just, if you're if you're out there yeah if you're out there and there's like a you're, you've been working on a screenplay and you're trying to you know get it made one way or the other and you're just not sure if it's any good or anything watch this and you'll uh, either you'll feel better that you know at least you can write better than this or you'll feel terrible that something so crappy actually got made and and put out there although it was obviously put out there to kind of capitalize on the the the, the fear of D and the 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 dallas story the and, and all that the panic and all that stuff but still it's like yeah oh my gosh yeah. 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 So they 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 end up strong arming Robbie into playing just one campaign with them, even though he yeah. tells them repeatedly that he doesn't he play, doesn't it, play anymore. it anymore. He had to leave his old school because he played it too much. Well, and even his mom at the beginning says, you know, don't you know, don't play that awful game, and like like it, yeah. you know, something happened the last time yeah. he played it. But yeah. yeah, but they convince him to play just one campaign with them um so he agrees um and they all they, they they play their first game we get introduced to their characters and robbie plays a cleric a holy man named pardu um they're all level nine mm-hmm. which is which so is... funny the scene where they're making like you're level nine i'm level nine too and it's like D players don't talk like that yeah. And besides, they're level nine. They're, this character, it's like, how many HP now. do you have? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like, you know, you, you, your character now might be level nine, but next week when you get a new campaign, you're going to start over and be level one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, should, or, you know, it should be like, you know, what kind of what class do you play? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Are you like, a like, weapon or a spell person? You know. Yeah. <laughs> what are what are some what are some goofy D and D stories that you? What are, what are, what's the dumbest what's the dumbest thing your party has ever done kill a dragon and sell the meat as jerky uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah what 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 yeah yeah what did you what, would, what did your last dm like did you totally derail the plans or what did you know what happened <laughs> there or, or or you see it are you see a shiny fleck in a well do you go down it yeah have you ever gone down a well in a bucket <laughs> as i raise my hand you can't see because you're the only character small enough to, to do it <laughs> yeah so yeah the way they the way they even talk such about a it. dangerous game <laughs> the way they talk about it, it's like yeah clearly the writers had no idea what what it's like D&D yeah we is. killed so much when we played our campaign in D. we killed so many spiders Heaven forbid, you know. Yep. Like, so, we drank their anyway. blood and we liked it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she killed a bunch of spiders with lightning. Yes. yes. 
unintentionally on accident. <laughs> yep. Uh, good thing we like, didn't have we didn't run into the spider queen later. Ooh, yeah, really? that would have been that would have been bad news. That's what the NPCs are for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah, anyway. see, that that's the real evil. Is you let the NPCs do your dirty work. They're cannon fodder. Oh no, I feel terrible. <laughs> I am the worst person ever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's how we all survived at the end of the game. Yeah. Unlike mm-hmm. unlike what the reporter you know, when in the opening in the movie where he's on the air and he's all oh, like, oh, yeah, you play the game to try to amass as much gold until until you die. And I was like, we managed to do an entire campaign and we all lived and got to walk away with all of our riches all happy. Yeah. Play until you win. And you can yeah. win and still be alive at the end. Granted, I almost Jared, got Jared crushed. Jared was mad that, that but... none of us that none of us died. That's what he the NPCs are for. Yeah, yeah, we did. He did. He did Tomb of Horrors for us, and none of us <laughs> died. He was so mm-hmm. mad. So, so well, mad. A lot of us quotes. had a very. Some of us were very paranoid with stuff. That's <laughs> well, what yes. the red shirts are for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we 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 sent in the cannon fodder first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not stupid. Yes, we're just we're just paranoid enough. Uh, yep. Unlike these guys, guys. yeah. Unlike these, these guys, guys like, who I'm gonna the, in... jump over the pit. No, you're not. Yeah. No. Unlike these guys who, in the process of playing, because Robbie does not play just the one campaign, uh, they end up playing lots and lots, several days a week, a couple days a week, apparently. Um, in the I meantime, also he, in three days. he and he, we have a nice montage of he and Kate falling in love. Yes, which you know is, you know, that is totally fiction. D and D in the eighties, and you know your girlfriend. I'm not okay. I'm not saying it never happened, but for the time, it's probably highly unlikely. And I say this as uh, I, you know, I was dating my would be my my husband eventually, uh, and we played D and D. And you know, first the first gift he ever gave me was a set of dice. So I'm not scoffing at the idea. I'm just scoffing at the idea for the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like thank goodness I am already married. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so while they're playing and supposedly having fun and Robbie and Kate are falling in love and apparently Robbie's, you know, he's, he tells her all about his brother and how his brother ran away and how he still feels guilty and dreams about him sometime. And right after having that conversation, we see Robbie have a dream where he's chasing his brother, but he can't catch him. Well, at least so. they actually showed us that for once. Well, yes. Instead of just telling us about it. Yeah. I have dreams. Okay, Anakin. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> sand. Uh, yes. Thankfully, there's no sand in this movie. Uh, some rice, but no sand. Mm. Uh, uh, so, um, uh, yeah, right. Uh, we, so we get a uh, scene where JJ. 
um, wants to play and uh, Daniel is like, oh, I can't do it tonight because I have an exam. I got to study for, have it tomorrow. And he's like, well, I have to check with uh, Kate and Robbie. So he goes to Kate's room. Robbie answers the door. Um, and he's like, in the shower. Kate's in the shower. And he's like, well, can you play tomorrow? And Robbie's like, uh, no, we've already got plans. I'm assuming date night of some sort, probably. Um, and uh, so JJ goes back to his room all dejected, starts talking to Merlin about, you know, because apparently everybody else has, you know, priorities. <laughs> Like, you know, school and relationships. School and, and yeah, exactly. Like that. And he's he's lamenting to Merlin about it. And he's like, uh, and he, he's like, do you have you know? Do you know that no student at Grant University has ever committed suicide? And you're like, that came out of nowhere. Where? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like, okay, maybe I should run my scooter into the side of the building. He's like, no, people okay. would think it was just an accident. <laughs> Okay, Kreskin, what are the winning lottery numbers for next week, Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. He's like, I want people to remember me. Like, he's like, I want my suicide to be memorable. Like, you're a 16 year old computer genius, you know, suppose, or whatever, you know, you know, 16 year old sophomore in college. Is that not memorable enough? And especially with the funny hats. Uh, yeah, if, if people, you know, people are going to remember the... you, kid. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it just, it, 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 I mean, I hate making light of, of anything related to suicide just because it is so serious and it is yes. just mm -hmm. something that, I mean, it, 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 no matter who you are, it, it hits you where you live. I mean, I feel like, yeah. but at the same time, it's like this kid is like, okay, you're just like, you just want some attention, dude. You're not going to actually do this. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we have no indication that he really is serious about this. It's like again, because yeah, like him said, saying it, it you know, even to his nowhere. bird, just comes out of nowhere. So it, he's like, "Whoa, dude!" It's like, "Wow!" <laughs> it, it's uh, what was what was the movie? There was some movie fairly recent, well, like in the last 20, 30 years, where like there's this teenage girl just ranting. I think it was played by Lindsay Lohan. But I can't remember which movie it was. And, you know, she's ranting about something to her parents. She's just like, I don't know where I will kill myself. And it's like, it just comes off as overly dramatic. It was probably Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Probably, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, like. Yeah, I, I'd have to I'd have to look it up. But it's just it's just one of those things like, yeah, you're being overly dramatic. And it's just it's played off as one of those teenage I want attention sort of thing. You're not actually going to do this. And right. it's the same thing with this kid here. It's like you're not actually going to do this. You're just talking yeah. to a bird because you're you're mad that your friends are you haven't played D &D have lives. Yet. Yeah, and for a while I thought, okay, is he the one that's going to have the issue because he's like addicted, quote unquote, addicted to D and D. Yeah, because I mean, they've met, at first they're like, oh, you know, Robbie, you know, he had this issue at school. His mom gave him the warning. Yet it seems like JJ is the one that's like really desperate to play. To yeah. like scratch the itch. Yeah, it's like it's like dude, go go to a hookah bar or something. Come yeah. on. <laughs> He's 16 in college. What is he supposed to do? Uh <laughs> it's like it's like and I guess I guess the Drizzit novels hadn't come out yet at this point. Mm -hmm. So he can't even yeah. do that. <laughs> can't even yeah. read those. 
so he did he so then it comes to him the caverns you know apparently mm -hmm. there's these caverns that are out off, somewhere off campus that are supposedly off limits uh to everybody because they're supposedly dangerous he's like i'll go there and then they'll be like you know boy genius found you know commit suicide in pequot caverns uh you know that'll make a good headline uh so he takes off and once he gets there he changes his mind about killing himself because he sees how cool the caverns are um and decides uh, to do something different so on their next game night he purposely kills his character so the campaign's over <laughs> So he yeah, can propose a new manner of gameplay, LARPing in the caverns. And it's so funny that he's like saying, and this is going to revolutionize the world of mazes and monsters. We're going to do it in reality. And I'm like, you mean LARPing? That's been around. Mm -hmm. Even, even yeah. at this point in 1982, LARPing had started in, in some circles. So it's like, no, nah, this ain't anything new. But you know what? Sure. You know, go cosplay and, and you know go you know go go act out your your scenarios that's all right cool yeah get out get out there get some get some fresh air well, i don't know yeah. how fresh the air is in the caverns but you know yeah so he ends up uh getting some costumes from the theater department borrowing a skeleton from a friend of his in a biology lab i guess um oh, in exchange was... for dinner for four using his credit card because jj has money it's really his mom's credit card, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just thought it was funny that the friend is like, I don't know, and I'm like, you probably. Like, I'm really shouldn't. attached to this skeleton. I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's like you get a life. Get a <laughs> Can you find four, three other people to take on that dinner? Because <laughs> there's just going to be you and three skeletons. Do you, do you, do you need a waifu pillow? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, the internet hasn't been invented yet really yeah. to the point where he can uh yeah do those things uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so they they take off to do their first larp uh in in the the caverns and um it, it's going fair fairly well uh you know jj has 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 set up a, a few uh special effects for them with the skeleton and he lays out rice on the ground to help you know show where they've been so that they don't get lost um but I mean, then we see kind of snazzy the way he does it it's like yeah, yeah. You know, for, yeah, it's for what you it's... have at your disposal sure yeah it's, it's not bad um and but it's during this adventure that we see robbie have his first kind of psychotic episode uh where he hallucinates that there is a monster in the cavern but his character slays it so it's okay because he destroys yes. it but he is a holy man and he should not kill yes he should even try reason first even though it was a monster it was probably going to kill him anyway yeah yeah, he's like, I should have tried reason first and then maybe a spell before using my sword. <laughs> but this, yeah, nah, I'm not yeah. injecting logic into this stupid thing. Yeah. It's like your spell would have but then that night, you. Robbie has another dream, but this time it's not of his brother, but of this like benevolent, disembodied 
whatever called it, the Great Hall. They call themselves the Great Hall. And he's he can join them and level up and become, you know, a higher being. But first he must prove himself worthy as a holy man by becoming more modest and chaste and everything. So that means breaking up with Kate. The way they phrased no, it was no more so nookie. funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gotta go take take that double bed back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hope you got hope you kept your <laughs> Which, I mean yeah, which I mean, Kate had already, you know, he'd already tried to move things along in their relationship faster than Kate wanted anyway. He's like, oh, we can move in together. And like, I'm pretty sure most universities are not going to let a male and female student live together unless they're married. Yeah, right. it's like you guys yeah. are living in the dorms. There's some, yeah. there, there's, there's stuff about that. If you were off campus, maybe, but it didn't really yeah. seem like But they're obviously living in the dorms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, their, their again, spaces are tiny. Yeah, again, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How could you? How could you live together in there? I mean, yeah. th- these writers—they have no, no sense of reality at all. I mean, for for a for a movie that is supposed to be, you know, condemning imagination and and creativity and and all this stuff, it's like you guys really don't have. Well, maybe maybe that's maybe that's on purpose. You guys have no creativity. You have no imagination. You because you don't think about these things when you're writing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you have no clue. You suck at this. Stop. Yep. Yeah. So, Robbie and Kate break up, um, which she takes it kind of hard because uh, she's been dumped before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he's, he, you know, he's using, you know, the, the sort of archaic way of speaking and it just mm-hmm. sounds, it's, it's like, yeah, lady, you, you really should be insulted by this because it's mm-hmm. like, like, and maybe like, a little what? concerned. Uh, well, yes, but yeah. I mean, they, they haven't really cottoned on that there's anything wrong at this point, Yeah, but it's still, he's like really the, the way, the way he's speaking is just strange. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, um, it, but then um, somehow Kate, uh, she, she, and she and Daniel end up having lunch and talking about how weird Robbie's acting, and then some for some, I, I missed like how why Kate went to the caverns in the first place, but she was going looking for Daniel, so somehow she knew he was there. She gets lost, but not really because he ends up finding her, and they're just fine. Yeah, and they get out, Which, get out over. But there's like this whole like two or three minutes where she's being so dramatic, like Daniel, I'm lost. Daniel, help me, I'm lost. You, you know, you know what it reminded me of in Titanic when they're when, you know during the sinking of the ship, and it's like Jack, Rose, Jack, Rose. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it's just on and on and on and at least in titanic there there were like things going on and it wasn't you know there was like action the ship is sinking and the flooding and all this stuff and here it's just they're wandering around going daniel daniel i'm lost where are you and it's it like yeah this is the biggest one of the biggest problems with this movie is the pacing it's like they have this story but they only had enough for maybe like 45 minutes an hour and they needed to stretch it out to two hours so they did what they did was like just padded it out with like oh we're gonna extend these scenes and it's just like okay can you be done now please it's like i am so tired of listening to you 
you know, wander around and yell for your maybe boyfriend. I don't know, but yeah, it's just and the whole reason hire the an editor yeah. for heaven's sake. Yeah, and the, and like the whole reason that they had this sequence was because Daniel had gone to the caves supposedly to cheat to see if Which, he could find where the treasure was buried where yeah, JJ like, put yeah. it. Like, how do you yeah. cheat in D and D? Other than I guess loaded dice, maybe, but yeah, even so. Yeah, I, I guess because it, be, it being JJ, he actually literally buried something in the, the caverns, I guess. Maybe, oh, yeah. this, you know, the next time they didn't want to be stuck down there for hours, so he was going to try to figure it out. So they didn't. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. know. Oh. Again, but these people it, in the no process of this, the Kate and Daniel decide they're going to start dating. Which, uh, again, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, what, one minute they're really concerned about their it, friend, the next minute they're they're snogging. Yeah. And Even though Kate was all like, I was so, I, it's like, I so didn't want to get involved with you because you're so pretty. What? <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's just, I mean, if you've ever seen the room or even seen clips of it, I mean, this, this is the kind of, this is the kind of dialogue we're dealing with here. You know, one minute they're talking about something. It's like I did not. I did not hear turn mark. I did not. I did not. Yeah. Oh hi, Mark. I was not cheating. I did not. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it's the, what it feels like. It's the same level of of writing talent, which is to say none. Yeah, but it's not even. It's not even in that so bad. It's kind of charming and hilarious sort of way. I guess people <sighs> people like the room for its weirdness. They don't yeah. like this for this. For the same reason yeah. yeah yeah so now it's halloween because time flies when you're in college um so. and once again having a party at jj's room mm-hmm. like, does jj not have a roommate other than yes, merlin so nobody cares yeah. about he has maybe, he maybe keeps he has having these room. parties where people are li- the room is literally stuff and they keep closing the door like it's got to be hot in there. It probably stinks. Like, at least keep the door open. Yeah, it's not, like you're, say, maybe, it's not like you're blocking out any noise for anyone else on the hall. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe maybe they got sick of smelling bird poop. Yeah. Could be. Or, or, or Mama greased enough hands for him to get a single room. Oh, that is <laughs> true. She wanted maybe. to come decorate every other weekend. Yeah. Maybe. So... But yeah, they're, so they're having a party. Uh, Kate and Daniel are, are kissy kissy, um, and uh, Robbie's there dressed as Pardue. <laughs> it, it, it is LARPing costume, which nobody thinks twice about because it's Halloween. Um, right. But he ends up slipping out um, during the party, and apparently nobody notices um, until the next day when Daniel comes by his room and door's unlocked and sees that Robbie's uh, bed is kind of messed up and his wallet is very nicely laying out with some of the bills kind of folded out and some coins drizzle you know laying about right next to it so you know just just so you know he left his wallet and his money behind uh, at least in the traditional you know American male uh, way of carrying money <laughs> as we'll see um and uh he's concerned because daniel apparently didn't or robbie didn't show up to uh class 
Um, so he goes to talk to Kate and JJ about it. Uh, Kate ends up calling his mother. So we end up seeing Robbie's mom again. Um, she's got a glass of wine in her hand, even though who knows what time of day it is. And uh, when she's like, because they thought maybe he went home early for the hall you know like the thanksgiving break it's november 1st literally the halloween party was the night before like you still got weeks to go before thanksgiving break uh but still uh and uh they they realized that uh you know robbie is is truly missing so first they go to the caverns don't find him um so then they go to the cops but first, they take all of their D, uh, mazes, D and D, all their mazes and monsters related stuff out of the caverns. Probably, I'm presuming so that there's no evidence that they were there because they're not supposed to be there because there's like no trespassing signs and stuff. Yeah, but when they're talking to the cops, though, they're like, "Yeah, Robbie was really obsessed with those caverns on the outside of town." And, yeah, I heard he was playing mazes and monsters with some people, but I don't, I don't know anything. Oh, yeah, I used to play, but I have, you know, used to play. I don't play anymore. You know, they're all just like, you know, very clearly, you know, mazes and monsters in this world has the stigma. That D and D has, and like, oh, you know, we're gonna get arrested because yeah, we yeah, were playing when ta- it too. Yeah, because yeah, when the, the cops talking to Daniel, and Daniel's like, you know, do you have after? Because he talks to JJ, and then Kate, and then Daniel. And so by the time he gets to Daniel, Daniel's like, well, what do you think happened? And he's like, well, I think he was playing mazes and monsters, and one of the players got out of control and killed him. And, and Daniel's like, like, whoa, dude. And even okay, I'm like, whoa, Captain dude, okay. Frog. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And there's our private eye. <laughs> At least he Taking got that big leap. in this. Yeah. I mean, I mean may, maybe, maybe. It's based off of a book that's based off of his story, yeah. so. Right. But it's just like, okay. Because his maybe, book maybe didn't come out is... to Lady Four, so it's not based off of his book. Yeah, it's maybe just based someone off is news just articles. kind of being snarky mm-hmm. about it. It's just like, okay, this guy's this guy's a loon, so we're gonna make fun of him here. Yeah, but be subtle about it. Well, not subtle, yeah. but you know, they don't subtle as one can be. <laughs> There's nothing subtle about this movie. No, not at all. Uh, so uh, they end up finding a map that Robbie drew underneath his bed because somehow the cops didn't find that um that was weird. That like it what? looks like something that like alan lee who does like a lot of the artwork for the tolkien stuff drew <laughs> the, I know, it's like, lettering. Dang, the lettering dude, is like dang mm-hmm. uh, what are you what are you doing in alan college <laughs> What are you doing in college? Why you should be selling? You know, you, you should be uh-huh. publishing your own artwork. Yeah, <laughs> selling this. Um, and they are absolutely clueless about what this meant. The Great Hall and the Two Towers, which I mean, and they're like uh, like the Two Towers, like Tolkien, which yeah, you know is the first logical. That's a logical mm-hmm. place to go in in you know yeah. in the context, especially with that font. Holy cow! Yeah. Well, the handwriting. <laughs> Yes. Um, and 
they're like, well, we should probably give this to the cops. And they're like, well, we can't give it to the cops because then they'll know it was us. Um, so apparently they know that the cops are going to be going to the caverns, including the cop that they were talking to. So they go to the caverns where there's a bunch of cops and the reporters. So we get the scene that's from the very beginning again. Yes. <laughs> but not but not before a five minute drive out there. Yes. Curious. And I guess they, they leave the map on the cop's car so that he'll find it and then they take off. Uh <laughs> again, none nothing these kids do makes makes a damn bit of sense. Yeah. And then they go to the police station after, you know, a, you know, a couple days, I guess, after they give the cop the map to see if he's got any, you know, any more information. And he's like, honestly, we got nothing, kids. Sorry. Uh, he's like, if he's in those caverns, he's dead. And then that's it. That's all the cops have for them. <laughs> Is that. Even though uh, they really haven't talked to his parents, they didn't think, oh, maybe he went somewhere else. No, it yeah. is. He must be in the caverns because these and friends dead. of his say that he did. Yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, but it just so happens that now we get to see where Robbie is. He's wandering the streets of New York City, which in a, we know in a day's dirty, with his little pouch of holding on his belt loop. And I'm like, did he walk there? Did he take a cab? Did like, like I don't know. I don't know. Because like all of a sudden, and the fact that it's it has been several days, at least since he left. So it's like you know how you know where's he sleeping? What's he? Mm -hmm. You know, is he feed? You know, is he feeding himself? That sort of thing. We just so he's just wandering aimlessly is around he, the streets. He, of the is he hunting rabbits with that pocket knife of his? Like, what's he yeah, doing? Yeah. And he ends up encountering these two stereotypical looking thugs, you know, in, mm -hmm. you know, leather and denim and bandanas, you know. Yeah. The, stereotypical you know. New York gang, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, like, like one, it's funny because they, they watched the older couple who, you know, they look like they probably have some money on them. They just kind of watch, watch them, watch them walk by. And then they see, then they see Robbie and like, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to mug him. And it's like, yeah, he makes he a did. better target. The young kid who's probably in shape. Yeah. Rather than the older could couple. Potentially fight back. Yeah. yeah. So like, the one guy, the, yeah. So one of the thugs chases him to an alleyway. Uh, Robbie hallucinates. Ever. Yeah, Robbie hallucinates him as a monster. First tries to reason with him with a rock. <laughs> Talisman, I guess, maybe of some sort. Holy, like holy it's supposed symbol. to be some crystal. Holy symbol, I don't know. Um, and when that doesn't work, he produces a pocket knife and stabs a guy in the gut. Um, and it's not till he leaves the alleyway, sees himself in the reflection of a window, sees the blood on the knife and on himself, that he breaks and comes back to himself long enough to use a payphone. Hey, remember those? To call Kane, mm -hmm. collect. Well, like he the, does, the, he little, does the little drop, the little Chekhov's gun from Robbie's father when they drop him off saying, if you need anything, call us collect. This is the Chekhov's gun of this movie. Yeah, is although he Robbie needs to call for help, so he calls Kate Collect. Yeah, although he did, didn't he drop a coin in there? I thought he did, or maybe he was. I don't know. I don't care, but it's just weird. Yeah, yeah. So he ends up calling Kate, all 
distraught. He's like, there's blood on my knife. I think I killed someone. I don't know. I killed someone. Remember, uh, in like, like 10, 15 years from this, he will be getting Oscars. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not yeah. for this. Oh my performance. Yeah. So he cut, calls Kate, and Kate's all like, okay, well, you're, you're in New York City. JJ, you know, his, the apartment he lives in with his mom is in New York City, so she gives him the address. He's like, go there, and we'll come for you. The next day. <laughs> Which he'd been walking from... So, uh, yeah, he's already he been missing have... for days. He's yeah, he called and said have... he's covered in blood, and you don't get up immediately and go collect the rest of your friends and take off. They wait until it's daylight the next day. Or you wouldn't be trying to call the authorities in New York saying, hey, I just got a phone call from my friend who is somewhere in this vicinity. Yeah, And he's probably drunk and lost. And he needs needs to to be in lockdown. He may need to go to a hospital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He needs some help. Yeah. Yeah, so they end up showing up at, at uh, JJ's apartment building the next day, Merlin in tow. Um, and the, the the doorman tells him that his friend hasn't shown up, which what they called ahead to tell the doorman that someone may be coming, but they didn't bother to call the cops. Smart. Hospital mm. or something. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, Too stupid so they end up, to live was invented for moments like this. Yeah. So they end up going up to the apartment anyway. Everything in like the living room is covered in in those those painting you know tarps and everything. And JJ's all like, oh, she's redecorating again. They go to his bedroom, which she has redecorated now to look like the the nightclub in Casablanca. Uh, I kind of cafe, wonder... which he loves. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I when when that one you know that that part came up i like i wondered i was like maybe they wrote this in with the mom redecorating the, the room all the time because they couldn't get the same set twice so they had maybe. to say oh we have to give them an excuse to have a different to for, for the room to look different oh, i know no. we'll just make You're her a, a, a crazed home decorator something <laughs> It was in the book. She's the crazed home decorator. Oh, okay. Because it was just, it was so weird. It's like, why do that? Because after Daniel stormed off with the the white hospital thing, she'd say, hmm, I know I promised I wouldn't do that, but I know he likes those noir movies. Maybe if I redecorate his room into that, he might not be... He might not be as angry with me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> paraphrasing, but... That's These kind of what people it is. are messed up. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. So they end up sitting around JJ's Rick's Cafe themed bedroom uh, to once again look at the map because apparently they got the map back from the cops. Like the cops didn't figure out that they gave him that gave it to him in the first place, and then they give it back to him. You know what? Nobody, nobody on this production. I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to think of this. I'm just making my head hurt. Um, nobody uh, gave a crap about this, about yeah. anything in this. So movie, they're like, so. okay, yeah. Then they're like, they're like Hall, the Great Hall. Well, his brother's name was Hall. He must be trying to reek it. You know, he's in New York City. He must be. Tr- and his brother took off to New York City. He must be looking for his 
his lost brother. But then they're like, the two towers, the two towers, you know, where, you know, they're like, you know, he's, he's Purdue, Purdue, he's a holy man. And they're like, you know, naming off like churches and cathedrals all around New York City and trying to figure out where he, where he may be going. And they're like, you know, where could he be? And then they're like, the two towers. Light bulb moment. Hello, New York City. Mm-hmm. The Twin Towers. Because <laughs> they're still standing at this point, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, it's a and, sad yeah. reminder now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they but, go uh, there. And, and honestly, it was yeah. kind of fun seeing the interior of them. <laughs> I've never seen the interior. At I've least never... not from the 80s. That red carpet is something else. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> holy cow, but, but yeah, uh, it's like oh, yeah, Robbie's that's not like... there yet because he's 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 gone into a fugue state again, and that's what and he ends up seeing a couple of more people that remind him of the thugs. So he takes off down into the subway and then below the subway because the the great hall in one of his visions had told him he needed to find the what like the the tunnels below the city or the hidden city below the city or something um something pretentious like that and and uh so he ends up in like the tunnels underneath the subway and the subway's going overhead and it's so loud he thinks it's a dragon that's when he meets the homeless man who tells him he's the king of france um he's he's like how do you handle being here with the great dragon he's like ah you get used to it He's like, what can you tell me about the two towers? <laughs> the homeless guy is like, ah, yes, I do know. <laughs> like, that one I can tell you. Yes. So then we end up with another, like, mini montage of them missing each other. I swear. They get, to one... the, they get to the tower first. The one, to, the one of the, I don't know which tower they go into. I don't know which one had the observation deck. The South Tower? I don't know. I think, well, it, it was like, because on the door it said two World Trade Center. So it was the second one. Probably the second one. Okay. Um, I have no idea, but um, yeah, but yeah, it was so like the, just like, just seeing that they bit, get there, go like, all the way yeah. up there, yeah, get all the way to the observation deck, don't see him, go all the way back down to the ground floor. Like, and in just, the meantime, Robbie's keep... got there and is going up the escalator. They keep missing. I'm like, I wanted to set this to the Benny it's Hill like Scooby Doo. Yes, yeah. Benny Hill Scooby Doo. Yes. It's like, come on, guys. And, and this was this was the part I was like screaming at the screen. Hire an editor. Yeah. Because this is where it just got ridiculous. Yeah. But then they spot him. So then they take off yelling, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. And it's like, you know he's not in his right mind. You should be yelling, Purdue, Purdue. And he may have responded, actually. Uh, (laughs) But now they end up following him through to an outdoor observation deck. Um, Apparently he's closed to the public, but there's a door that's not locked. And there's a like an alarm or something that sounds when the door gets open, but apparently nobody cares that there's this this buzz because a door that's supposed to be open has been opened. The, the plot the plot demands it. The the friends yes. have to end because the quest plot. together. So yes. the guards like nobody nobody shows up to to stop them. Yep, yep. Well, guards on their coffee break. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> so Robbie's standing there right at the edge looking out and they they're like you know stop and he's like he's like i have to join the great hall and they're like you can't it's a trap he's like he's like it's not a trap he's like i have spells 
I can fly. And uh, I think it's JJ that's like, no, you can't. You don't have enough points. And I'm the, I'm the, I'm the the maze, you know, the maze controller, controller. And I have yeah. complete, I have complete authority in this game. And that that uh, that using the the rules of the game essentially gets Robbie out of the. The, the state he's in again and we get Tom Hanks's other crying face overly <laughs> dramatic yeah JJ why am I here yeah okay why can I remember Oscar winning actor yes in about 15 one of the years greatest time. actors of the modern age folks you gotta get through you gotta catch your yes. teeth somewhere mm-hmm. yeah he done I the guess, comedy I thing on so. bosom buddies yeah, he needed to, you know, he needed to work on his his dramatic chops, and this is where it Ugh, get the man a director, holy crap. Go from that to, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. You, you know, you know, there were times and I'm like, I see where the Forrest Gump <laughs> performance came from. Love it. Yeah. Can't hear it. Uh, yep. So yeah. So they end up taking. You know, he, 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 you know, he, he, he may he may not want to talk about this movie in public, but I think I think Forrest kind of came from some of this. <laughs> yeah. So they end up stopping him from jumping off the off off the side of a building, uh, and then we fast forward two three months something like that. Yeah. Not a whole lot later. of time yet. Yet it's awfully warm. If they go to Robbie and he's outside wearing shorts and a t-shirt and it was November and it's been like three months in there yeah, in so the New England be, area. I'm pretty sure it would be a lot colder in like yeah, it should February. Be like January, February. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, but whatever. Again, Again they didn't care logic. why. Yeah. They didn't care. Why should we? Yeah. Pay attention to your timelines. Script writers. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so they go. They go to visit. Uh, yeah. They go to visit Robbie, who's who's living, you know, back is living with his mom. Um, and his, you know, his mom was like, "Oh, it's so nice for you to visit." Robbie's friends don't visit anymore, and I'm like, "What friends?" It's like these are. He didn't his have friends. any other friends. <laughs> these are his friends. Like, what? What are you talking about? And she's like, "I don't hold you responsible for what happened to him." I'm like, okay, well, thanks for that, is ma'am. Stupid. Yeah. Yep. So they go and they go to visit Robbie out out in the backyard, and he is just—he's not Robbie anymore. He is full on Purdue. Uh, he sees his friends as their characters. He claims that uh, he's living at this inn, uh, uh, and he has uh, a, uh, a like a self-replicating coin he pays the innkeeper every night for his room and board and when he wakes up in the morning it's back in his pouch which probably means his mom goes goes into his room in the middle of the night and shoves, you know sticks it back in his pocket oh, to keep it going it's <laughs> just uh... yeah he's just gone he's he's completely gone yeah so, but he they, he could, yeah. he he convinces them that there, there's uh monsters in the forest across the lake and that you know as as in exchange for living at the inn, he's helping to keep the monsters at bay. So they he you know he convinces them to play or you know to to go with him. And we get this voiceover from Kate. She's like, "We played one last time," you know, talking about the loss of hope. And it's a very downer ending. It's yes. a very very downer ending. 
very much yeah. and even though like the, on the ride up to where robbie is all the friends are talking about like oh you know kate's like i'm writing my novel and it's about us and it's like this is an author insert isn't it because it's you know based on the, the this book that this woman wrote it's like hmm, yes so are you kate then and then yep. and then you know uh daniel he's like oh i'm going to mit i'm going to be a super computer guy and yeah, jj's you know, gone I, to the theater program yeah so like they're they're doing all the things like because you know because the the game the, the game is what held them back and they couldn't do it before because reasons and yeah but now well, they to be a, a, like you know be a novelist but she's like i haven't lived life how can i write about life when i haven't lived it apparently now that she's been through this she can write the next great american novel she's lived it because you know, now she, but now she's eschewed imagination and creativity. So now she can write the novel. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. So, moral the of end. the story: Don't write this. Don't, don't, don't listen to this crap. <laughs> there yeah. is. I no mean, this moral. was this. Was, it was definitely trying to ride the wave of the satanic panic. And everything, oh, yeah. and the it was, it was press a pure, of this was, of you know everything surrounding Dungeons and Dragons and everything. But if this was supposed to be a cautionary tale, it's awful because it all all this does is warn people to um, not be not be crappy parents. Yeah, uh, it's more of a cautionary tale for the parents than anything yeah. else. Like, if your parents are crap, find some friends. Find some friends. Find some, <laughs> find some so, fun. Find some people who get you. Yeah, find, find some fun, wholesome activities to do. I mean, it's like, I can think of so many worse things to do than play D&D. &D. And there, I mean, there, there's the joke. I mean, I mean, they, they make this joke about a lot of things. There's the joke of, like, teach your kids to play D&D &D and they'll never have money for drugs. Yeah. And it's it's like, yeah, and you know the whole thing about oh, let's see what Jared Jared is sending here. Oh, this is what he said. There is no Robbie, only Pardue. Yeah, voice here. <laughs> that's uh. that that's Jared's. Jared came up with that joke, but yeah, it's just it's a mess, and it is. Beyond beyond the, the ridiculousness of the whole, you know, satanic panic and everything, it is just a badly written movie, badly yeah. acted, badly directed, just bad on and not even yeah. not even funny bad. Like some movies are like, you know, you, you can they're so bad it's 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 hilarious. It's just like I like I finished watching it and I kind of broke down in a fugue state. I was like, I can't believe I spent my time on this thing. Yeah. You know, if I mean uh, Rachel, I know you hated Lawrence of Arabia, and, and and I and I understand that, and I get it. I feel like if if Spark of Madness really wanted to punish us for losing the Oscar thing, they should have made us watch Maces and Monsters. I would have enjoyed this. 
Uh, of course, I wouldn't have watched Lawrence of Arabia, so I wouldn't have had that comparison. But well, since yeah. I've watched both, I would so much but rather I, watch this than Lawrence of Arabia. Thank you. This one, I just was like, <laughs> I need a palate cleanser. And I just maybe I think I think like kind of snarking on it here on the podcast has kind of helped. But like right yeah. afterward, I'm like, I was looking for YouTube videos. I was looking for something. Yeah. And I was I just mean, like, nothing was. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel dirty. I feel. Ugh. Yeah. I hate this. I hate yeah. this. Movie. I mean, it's 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 bad. It is even definitely without not all the it. context. It's so bad. It's good kind of way, like like Clue or something, where it's like, hey, yeah, you oh, can I'll pick it up if you really Clue. wanted to. But you're you're so entertained that you just don't care. Uh, this is not entertaining. It is no. it is you know the continuity just does not exist. Mm-mm. at all like the timelines don't make any sense whatsoever the, the, uh, yeah the it's badly that... acted it, it if you took out the 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 D aspect of it this is like a this is like a after school special about like mental illness yes or drugs but, like they could but... easily substitute robbie could be addicted to like crack or something yes and they were, and they were probably trying told to... just to crap, just as crappy a story, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel <laughs> alcohol like, you know, or something, yeah, I you feel know? like there was just kind of this stock, you know, outline of here's what our after school special is, you know, the dangers of fill in the blank, doesn't matter what it is. And we're just going to build a story from that. And none of it makes sense. None of the people like, like these, these characters, I, I, I don't care about them. I have no interest in anything they're doing i don't know who they are i have no motivation to even care about them i mean i guess the 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 bird the bird is the most interesting thing because it's a talking bird Mm -hmm. that is it don't talk it's like i want to (laughs) hear i I will listen to two hours of merlin snarking at whoever comes in the room i will do people's fingers yeah i will happily do that all these other people don't give a crap you all can go jump off a bridge for all i care <laughs> yeah this is it's yeah and, it's well, bad honestly, but it's, it's yeah. definitely been fun to pick it apart though yeah. and, it, and it definitely makes it a, a bit more cathartic that way yes. <laughs> so. yes that is that is true and you know and snarking on it and ranting about it it, it it has helped me. I'm like, okay, I can go do something else now. But yeah, and, and the only reason we really know about it, I think, is you know because it was part. Yeah, Tom Hanks. It was part of the whole satanic panic. It's you know it 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 you know cashed in on the the media panic over D and D and that poor kid who his problem was not D and D. It was there was something else going on. But yeah. they they glommed onto this because the media, whenever there's a tragedy, they try to make sense of things and they just end up making themselves look stupid. And 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 it serves no purpose other than to demonize people and, and things that have nothing to do with it and it does not and none of this helps people who actually are suffering who, yeah. who do have problems that do need to be addressed in a thoughtful reasonable scientific medical way but all they want to do is just blame dumb things like D or video games or the way comic book characters are drawn or mm-hmm. i don't know fill in any other stupid moral panic 
from the 80s, the 90s, or today, because because heaven knows there are moral panics. Heck, even before that. I mean, even you know, people that. thought that, you know, Elvis Presley twizzling his hips on TV was like the most, yeah. you know, morally awful thing ever. And if, so. you, and if, and if, any, if anybody out there thinks that you're enlightened, like, oh, I would never think that. Think about the, the, the last time that you saw a tweet or you saw a video <sighs> freaking out about maybe the way... Uh, you know, women are portrayed in a movie or freaking out the way about how a, how a comic book character is drawn or a video game character is done. This kind of stuff is still happening. And I think, and I hope actually in 10, 20 years, we will look back and say, oh gosh, that was so stupid. But then there'll be something else that people are freaking out about that is just as ridiculous and just as annoying. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, you know, people, before you get up on your moral high horse and think, oh, herp derp, look how dumb people were 40 years ago. Uh, some of y'all are, are acting just as dumb now. So, there. Yeah. And there is my soapbox. Going to yeah. probably <laughs> scoot it under under the, the, the stand until it is needed once again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, regardless of whether this movie was, is good or bad, the fact that they took a very serious situation mm -hmm. that was already being over-sensationalized for all the wrong reasons, you know, not just Dallas, but these other mm -hmm. these other kids that they yeah. lumped them all together and, you know, getting in, like, Gary Gygax's face going... You know, what are you going to do about all these kids killing themselves who play Dungeons and Dragons? And Gary Gygax is all like, you know, it's like, like uh, it's not real. It's, this, you know, it's, you know this, what fiction it's, is, it's don't you? not connected. You know, it's like, you know, y'all are just not thinking. Um, and the fact that, you know, somebody cashed in, you know, tried to cash in on this is just, it's, it's, the whole thing is, is disgusting and that's yeah. that's a rant that i could easily go on on my on my own so but i'm not i'm not going to i will just leave it with um you know uh if you if you want to play dungeons and dragons more power to you have fun yes you know, that's we thoroughly enjoyed it you know when, mm -hmm. we got, when we got to play and hopefully in the future we'll get to to play again um, yep, we well, we we definitely want to. It's just a matter of yeah. time or some other uh, some other RPG. <clears throat> oh yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you you can, there are so many. I mean, Doctor Who has RPGs, which I think yes. I have some digital copies of it, but I haven't been able to play any of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and you know, in all seriousness, if you you know find yourself struggling. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, there are hotlines and places you can go for help. And we, yes. you know, as someone who is, so, you know, someone who is, you know, it's, you're never cured with mental illness is, no. is the thing is you just learn to live with it. And as someone who has learned uh, to, you know, is still learning to deal with my mental illness, both with medication which you know it's not for everybody but it i found it works for me and therapy yeah you know, yeah i there's i would you know if if you're struggling and you need help whether it's chemical or with a therapist i am not going to judge you because i am in the same boat no stigma here 
No, no, right. it is. It, there's, it's no different than if you had appendicitis, you would go to the doctor and say, "Hey, I need my appendix out," and you know they would diagnose it. And you know, same mm-hmm. same thing here, Rachel. I'm I'm in the same boat as you know you. You do what you need to do, and mm-hmm. you know, yes, definitely speak up. Yep, advocate for and yourself. I will get I will, the help will, that you need. Yeah, and we'll yeah. put some of those links in the show notes too. Yes, of course, absolutely, because there are there are constructive ways to 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 deal with it. And I'm this I'm in the same boat. I've had to deal with some things. I've had some scary experiences, both for myself and people I've known. And you know, there there are ways. There are ways to help. And there are ways to, 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 to deal with it. And like you said, it never fully ever goes away, but you can, there, there are ways to, 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 to manage. To manage. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and definitely reach out, you know, have a support, whether it's family, friends, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, <laughs> Jared, Jared just handed me this. If you can't make neurotransmitters, store-bought is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i remember seeing that uh, another a friend of mine posted that i'm like ah yep that's it <laughs> so so yes there are we're, we're not we're not making light of any of the, the the terrible situations we're making light of people's reactions mm, and yes. the way that they and tom hanks with. is acting yes. and tom hanks <laughs> is acting in this because holy crap but uh-huh. yeah I, I keep going back to oscar winning actor he, he 12 years later <laughs> but yeah so anyway. back to back he wins best actor back to back years yes so you know what this is where he started it can only get better for me uh-huh. <laughs> exactly but anyway you know. so yeah take everyone we'll ignore there. cloud atlas and yeah. um yeah everyone take take care of yourselves and uh mm-hmm. reach out if you need help our door our, our virtual doors are always open but hopefully you have some some real life uh support uh, support structure around you as well. Yep. Uh, anyway. <sighs> Anyone else? Didn't necessarily want to, want to end on such mm-hmm. a melancholy note, but better than. Um, well, you know I, what? Uh, you know, here, <laughs> here, here, here. Here's this. It's Halloween week. Go watch Hocus Pocus. You'll feel better. There you go. Yes. Hocus Pocus is a fun movie. Or yes. it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Or any of, oh no no no! Look up the skeleton dance on YouTube because that yes. is one Alex has been watching mm-hmm. over and over and over, and it's yeah. so cute because because he goes, "Mommy, we need skeletons." Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's what he'll he'll watch. And I don't even mind because it's music, and it mm-hmm. you know I don't mind that he plays it on a loop because it's fun and it's cute yeah. and he has good taste. He's my mm-hmm. kid. So skeleton dance, go watch that one. Yep. Anyway, and so if any of our so and you can send us feedback, tell us about your experience with D and D, or let us know what candy you get on Sunday. Yes, Mm -hmm. go trick or treating, or whatever, or what you're giving out, or any of the cute Halloween costumes you see from the from the kiddos coming to trick or treat. Let us know what's going on in your neck of the woods. Yep. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. Our, our website is the fiveishfangirls.com where you can find all of our uh, links to social media, our show notes, our ways that we have to support our channel. And, you know, 
holidays are coming. Hopefully you're doing your Christmas shopping early since there's a big backlog out in California. Mm. Um, so you can, you know, get your get your presents and stuff in before before uh, Santa's supposed to be coming. As always, we thank you for your support, whether you listen or donate money or buy from our merch shop or any of those other things. And again, we cannot express how much we appreciate just knowing you guys are all out there and enjoying what we do. So thank you all again and stay safe out there. Stay safe this weekend uh, with whatever festivities you're taking part in for Halloween and just enjoy, enjoy the the festiveness because it's one of my favorites. And yeah. I had a fun size thing at M&M's earlier. <laughs> Yay. I've been fairly good. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> yeah. All right. So with that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. This is Rachel in Indianapolis, India. Since it is coming up on Halloween, and we were just talking about Tom Hanks, I'm David S. Pumpkins! Any questions? Listening to the Five Ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening, and may the squee be with you. Thank you.